Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. All right. It was like, in wait, wait, the men's section. Girl shirt button on the other yes. side. Yes. <laughs> we figured it Wes out. Wes is wearing a girl shirt. Wes. It's a me, a man's a Garcia. Go cojones. How about those friggin' pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, a lovely day in eastern North Carolina. A great day to be with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt on a free beer Friday edition of pirate radio live on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington you can find us on 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and we'd love to have you as part of the show today you can chime in on facebook live and at youtube subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube and also follow us on facebook live and you can watch the show live there and chime in on this beautiful Friday. Great sports weekend on tap. You got the Keith LeClaire Classic. You got two ECU basketball games. You've got all the tournament action going on as well. We'll keep you up to date on that. Right now I'm watching Arch Madness. That is the um, tournament going on in St. Louis in the Missouri Valley Conference. And right now the, Bra- the Braves of bradley have a 62 to 58 lead over northern iowa so we got all that going on we'll uh, update you on some ecu softball as well as they get going just a whole lot going on on this friday as i look at my purple friends in studio b <laughs> shirley rhodes and chandler honeycutt yeah as a matter of fact uh ecu softball just took the field to take on monmouth so they are warming up right now so we'll get underway here shortly the, the I want to ask you this. Of Monmouth. I want to ask you this. I've never heard of that, what you just said earlier. Did you come up with Arch Madness? No, Chandler. You, I want you to be a sports guy so bad. I've never <laughs> heard of that before. That's, just, real, that's really good. But you're, you're so close yet so far away. Arch Madness every year in St. Louis, man. Where the arch is. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I know that, Shirley. <laughs> I'm saying I love that name for it's it. It's very cool. I did not come up with it. It's been a thing for a long time. You should have said yes. I came up with it. And no. I would have been like, man, that's a great, that's a great uh, saying right there. That's a great phrase. It is fun. It's fun to say. It is fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, I'm sorry to start the show off by showing that I'm not a sports guy. You're, just, you're, you're a sport. You're just a, but guess what? What? It seems like every time I show that I'm not a sports guy, I always bounce back. I know. You're going to do something. Something's going to happen. I'm going to come up with a random name yeah. from a random sport or, you know, yeah. or, you know, state of fact. Yeah. And then I'll be back on track. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. That You are a big bounce back guy. Yes. I'll say that. Very big bounce back guy. All right. Uh, so we got a lot going on in the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Keep you up to date on all that. Here's a baseball score for you going on at Clark LeClaire Stadium right now. Game one, day one of the Keith LeClaire Classic. Long Beach State has put up an 18 spot on the Georgetown Hoyas. They put up 12, I believe, in the first inning. 18 to 3. 
is that score. East Carolina will face Long Beach State on Saturday, Georgetown on Sunday. The Pirates have the Hoosiers of Indiana coming up later on this afternoon, and we'll be watching that one with you here in the Pirate Radio Studios. So stay tuned for that later on in today's show. Speaking of the program and our guests, we have a lot of guests to get to. Looking forward to uh, the chat with the big man on campus, Jeff, and they do because we will talk conference tournaments. I'll ask him about the uh, NCAA championship futures uh, that uh, are in for me right now with UCLA and Gonzaga. Good moves, bad moves. We'll get his thoughts on that. We'll talk Pirates and Green Wave going at it tonight and down in New Orleans. A rematch from a couple of nights ago. Did you see the line on this game, Chandler? I have not. Oh, goody, goody, goody. You remember what I said about this, like, taking the ecu bias and everything out of it just it feels like a two-lane blowout tonight Mm -hmm. like they got blown out wednesday Mm -hmm. it feels like the reverse happens tonight but anyway that's how i feel uh but what do you think the line is tonight after east carolina just beat Tulane by 15 points i'm i'm gonna say that it's at least double digits okay i'm gonna say it's gonna be Tulane minus 10 and a half, 11. I'm going to go, I'm final answer, 10 and a half. It is 12. Wow. Tulane minus 12. Wow. A lot of points for a team that just lost by 15 and looked terrible doing so. But that's why it's sports and it makes sense to me. The line makes sense to me. Three more, three more points on the line and it'd be exactly the number of points that they lost by to East yeah. Carolina on Wednesday. So, I mean, I, I was I was pretty shocked by what transpired Wednesday night. Why not shock me again and uh, ECU come out with a road victory tonight at uh, Tulane? That'd be awesome here on a Friday night. So we got uh, basketball and baseball going to be going on. At the same time, kind of the tail end of that baseball game scheduled to get underway at 4.30, and this game going on right now is in the ninth inning. So it looks like, um, I say this, and now something will happen, but it looks like things will be as scheduled, and East Carolina will be able to play Indiana coming up 4.30, Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll keep an eye on softball as well. What is uh, What do you guys have going on this weekend? Let us know. Chime in on the chat. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most? Because you've got basketball, regular season finales, and conference tournaments. You've got baseball, softball, NASCAR is in Vegas, XFL, NFL Combine with C.J. Johnson Saturday, Keaton Mitchell Sunday. What did I leave out? I, I mean, uh, there's a plethora, a plethora of sports going on this weekend. We still got to wait a little while before Kim McNeil's Pirates get back on the court in the AAC tournament as the three seed in that one. But, man, something for everybody. It's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah, sports field weekend. And next thing you know, the NCAA tournament will have conference tournaments starting, uh, especially with AAC next week. We'll have a watch along. And then it'll be wall-to-wall coverage for NCAA March Madness. So, um, I guess kind of getting you started this weekend with a lot of uh, different various sports going on. So, uh, and then I guess if you want to add NBA, add that to the list over the weekend. Uh, I see these Northern Iowa uniforms, Chandler, and of course it reminds me of Ali Farouk Manesh. Okay. Being a sports guy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I know Ali Farouk Manesh. Farouk Manesh. As he was burying long three-pointers against Kansas, I want to say. The only, in a tournament upset. The only 
Farouk I know is Al Farouk Amino. Okay. That's the only Farouk you know? You don't know Farouk from the WWE, a.k.a. Ron Simmons, a.k.a. the guy Holt Naylor's met at the Hula Bowl? Damn! <laughs> that guy. At one point, I didn't know they call him Farouk. Went by Farouk when he was in the Nation of Domination. So there you go. I, I, today is, is an education day. I'm going to pass on all the education I have to you, all the knowledge. Thanks, man. To you. And you're going to go out there, and you are going to have all of this stuff in my brain. It's going to be in your brain. All right. This is immediately what I thought about. Here's the meme. Kareem, Kareem, when the night that uh, LeBron passed him for all time, Kareem goes like this with the ball and then hands him the ball. You can put like your clip sports knowledge on the ball, and you're handing it to me. You're just we, passing it over. We need like a USB, and I can just stick it in my ear, stick it in your ear, and that's how it works. Can I give a couple of shout outs? Uh, no, it is not the time in the show for shout outs. Okay. Just let me know when. Hold on, give me a couple more seconds. All right, now you can go. All right, thanks. A uh, couple of shout outs. One, want to give a shout out, and I hope he's listening. He's a loyal Pirate Radio listener. Stan Briggs, congratulations, Stan, on retirement. He has uh, finally retired today. So, congratulations, Stan Briggs. Had a long career as a male exotic dancer. Yes, he did. And is finally hanging it up. And I am a Stan Stan. Yeah, uh, we Stan f- Father Stan. of former Pirate Radio intern Gene, Gene. Briggs. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, uh, the husband of April. So, congratulations, Stan. Cousin of a- Lance Briggs, former Bears linebacker. Congratulations, Stan, on retirement. And then also, shout out, because we won't be on the air tomorrow, to Jenny Shelton. Her birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, but Jenny. I don't know if I want to say her age, but it's a big it's a big number. Never say lady's age. Yep. And don't, and say, don't, and don't ask. And don't say it's a big number either. Just go ahead and pass that information yeah. along to you. It's a milestone. It's a milestone year. I think happy birthday would suffice. Happy birthday, Jenny. Anything else just could get you in trouble. Like, there's nothing positive that could come from it's saying It's a more. really big number. <laughs> it's, I, don't, I wouldn't say that. It's, uh... I wouldn't talk about, like, important things that have happened in her lifetime, just to give any idea on how old she is. We can sing happy birthday, though. I'm going to do a, um, let's do a double speed happy birthday for All Jenny. Right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jenny. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Well done. Nathan on YouTube says Farouk Assad. Who is that? Don't know. Let me Google it up. Farouk Assad. Oh, that was the last name of Farouk, Ron Simmons, in the WWE. I didn't know he had a last name. Thank you for passing that along, Nathan. All right, um, speaking of shout-outs, Shirley, let's hear uh, some shout-outs from the Scott Van Pelt podcast. He and Stanford Steve were chatting, and towards the end of the show, and I'm only going to play a clip. It went on a little bit longer, but Stanford Steve recapped his awesome weekend in Greenville from last week, and let's hear that right now. I have to uh, say thank you to the people in Greenville, North Carolina. What a weekend. Um, we talked about it. They had me down there, uh, missed out on baseball. They had a huge weekend plan. I felt bad. Uh, they had North Carolina who was, you know, their rival, of course, Carolina won't say they're their rival, but, uh, they, 
They come back and beat them Friday night. I got in Friday, late Friday night, missed that game. I was supposed to go to the game Saturday. That got canceled because of rain. And then the basketball team hosted number one ranked Houston Saturday night and first sellout in, I think, over 15 years. Uh, but, man, what a place. Uh, I love the passion they have. We talk about it all the time when you travel. There's nothing like the energy of a college campus with what the youth provides. Uh, and it's just really, really cool. It's a great spot. I was blown away by the facilities. They are doing things right there. Uh, baseball program is is dying for that trip to Omaha. I hope they get I hope they get it there. Uh, but the the basketball um, people, the athletic department, Justin and, and Greg and his staff uh, were were just tremendous. Uh, they were just absolutely psyched to have me, and I was even more excited to be there. We've had a longstanding history with them people, and uh, I love, love affair, love I affair. love them. And uh, uh, Brett over at Sup Dogs, What's what up, dogs? place that is. Stanford Steve and uh, again went on to talk even more about his trip here and uh, the folks here. And shout out to Troy Dreyfus. Ah, uh, yeah. The, for, for those not wondering, stopping to touch me. For those wondering, Troy uh, did not get a shout out. I don't believe from Stanford Steve. Uh, I believe he was right. Re- was he referencing uh, Justin Bear, our buddy, and maybe Greg Pierce? Could be Justin I, I and took, Greg. I, Who's Greg? I know he was referencing Justin. I don't know about it Greg. It could be though. Greg Pierce. Greg, G- Greg, Greg. Um, but yeah, I definitely took Justin Bear for when he said Justin, and then I didn't think of Greg Pierce. But that could be Greg Pierce. Could be another. Congratulations Greg. on a shout out from Stanford. Yeah, Steve. you got that Stanford Steve shout out. And, uh, as did Brett from Sub Dogs. But man, that's only uh, good things for ECU to get that national pub on the Scott Van Pelt pa- podcast, and also everything they do uh, on the show on Sports Center. Uh, in fact. Scott Van Pelt uh, names his uh, podcast every show, and the title of the episode that we just played was No Quarter. No Quarter! They love yelling No Quarter, as you saw in the video in Menji's Coliseum and on TV that Scott Van Pelt had before Stanford Steve threw up some terrible half-court shots. Yeah, and the the, the one he <laughs> shot pregame was nothing but net. Yeah. And it was beautiful drilled one and then uh the lights came on and the lights can't go off they stay on yeah in you cannot yet yeah, they're on right now as we speak so once those lights are on they're on and uh he was unable to deliver but really cool to have uh stanford steve here hanging out got to get him here for a football weekend as well you heard he was bummed out about uh not attending a baseball game gonna be a fun baseball weekend out at clark leclerc stadium this weekend as uh the keith leclerc classic going on and let's see do we have a final uh looking at big east we do have a final long beach state defeating georgetown game one of the keith leclerc classic ecu and indiana set for 4 30 pirates take on long beach state saturday and georgetown on sunday y'all might know this but what is the nickname for long beach state the long beach state so their their nickname of their nickname is the dirtbags oh but i didn't know there was a nickname for the nickname are there i know this but for some reason it's not clicking with me right now i just know it's dirtbags that's that's not their real nickname are they the uh 49ers 
Long Beach State. Why do I not? Why this should come to my mind immediately? Uh, let's Long see. Beach State. Big name. It is the. Why am I not seeing anything? The 49ers. <laughs> okay, good. All right, boy, that I put my uh, sports guy Wait, reputation uh, on the line there. No? Is it not? It says, see here, it, it says the beach. Yeah, they've got 18 nicknames. What? That's hard to keep up with. I don't know. Is this... I'm pretty sure they're the 49ers. Yeah, the I, mean, I, bags, I saw 49ers. Their dirtbags is their like baseball team specific nickname. So they just have nicknames out the wazoo over there at uh, Long Beach State. Uh, we have another final in Arch Madness, something I just created, Chandler. Wait, did you just say Arch? Is it in St. Louis? It is. Oh, my God, that's so smart. Missouri Valley Tournament. Bradley has defeated Northern Iowa 72-66 to on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck I, I think we should one of the next games we play and i don't feel, i feel like there's not that many of them but name schools with a person's name like that's Bradley. a great name yeah no just stop saying them or we can just do it right now let's okay. do it right now right now shirley you in i don't have that many in my brain but i'll give it a shot can it be first or last name yes yeah, it you can. can yeah you can do last name are you starting with bradley no, I'll start with. You've already said Bradley. All right, Bradley. I'll start with Bradley. <laughs> George Washington, Shirley. Stanford. Do you know a guy named Stanford? His last name might be Stanford. Stanford. I know a guy named Stanford Steve. I know Stanford Steve. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Troy. Stanford and Son. I'm going to go with uh, George Mason. Oh, crap. <laughs> um. Um, tapping out. I love that I came up with a game that I have no clue what schools have named Barton, named after Barton Stone. All right, wow, uh, thank you very much. You're welcome because we were almost called Stone U. Hmm. Oh, let's go. Can we do community colleges? My god, <laughs> I was going to do James Front. <laughs> what, James Front? Who's that? I don't know. It's a community college. I don't even know that's a real person. Lord of mercy. Um, All right, I'm going to go Johns Hopkins then. Ooh. All right, Shirley, you're up. St. Joseph's? Joseph's, yeah. Joseph's. We'll take that. St. Joe's. Did you just say that? No, Shirley just said St. Joseph's. Uh, which is St. Joe's. St. John's, I meant. St. <laughs> oh, John's. I love how you're taking your own game. <laughs> you said St. Joseph's, and he goes. <laughs> St. Joe's. <laughs> yeah, that's the same school. Yeah. I just shortened this name. Um Iona Siena. Um to, Oh, oh, oh. Stephen F. Austin. Oh, good one. Um, I already saw Jack's comment. So I mean I, Oh yeah, Jack's I, got a couple of lifelines. Uh, I'm gonna click off of that. Alright, so Jack said Charlotte. You can't are you gonna use that? I'll use it. First of all, is it your turn? I just said that I, I saw his comment. Let's go pick. Very good. Oh, wow. Very good. You can use one of Jack's if you want to. I just did. 
What do you mean? I said Charlotte. Okay. Well, I'm not going to take his other one. I'm going to try to find uh, one on my own. And I'm going to go with Brown. Count it. I got to take a phone call. Sorry. All right. Charlie's tapping out. Chandler, I've got another one in mind. I've got two in mind. Um, I've got... Got two. Ooh. I've got three in mind. St. Peter's. Campbell. Oh, good one. Back to you. Um, let's go with um let's go. I'm loading up over here. Man. Uh oh my god, I got so many. <laughs> no, no. Um let's go. Uh man, I'm drawing a blank. Yep. Go ahead and fire off. I got Gardner Webb. Uh-huh. I got I'm go I got Virginia. Which means I have West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Oh. You know a girl named Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> sure. She Jenny might not Jenny might not want people to know this, but her actual name is Virginia. You're giving out a lot of personal information about Jenny today. Uh, tomorrow's her birthday. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm going to go Elizabeth City State University. Very good. We will allow that. Uh, let's see. Anything else, Jack? Yeah, we already said Austin P. Oh, James Madison. Yeah, James Madison, Jack also said. All right. Good game, Chandler. Thank you. <laughs> good game. I, I want y'all to create some more games for yeah. us to play. All right. Can you uh, do double duty and take us to break? Sure. When we return, we're talking all things hoops, conference tournaments, regular season finales, ECU Tulane, futures, and more with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He also has a a play tonight in the Big South tournament that he wants to talk about. So we got all that on the way on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. Bud Light on the line in hour number three of today's show. We're back with more after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Excitement time. A lot going on in the world of sports, including March Madness. And uh, we will dive into that now with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. A lot going on in conference tournaments. We'll have a full scoreboard for you on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard momentarily, including Tim Craft's Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs. Uh, They have a one-point lead over 
uh, USC Upstate right now as they play in the Big South tournament. So I am going to watch that as we have this chat with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, how you doing today, man? Doing well. How are you, Cliff? Hey, doing great. Enjoying wall-to-wall basketball. Nothing like uh, sitting at work and watching hoops all day. Been doing that the last couple days, and we'll be doing that uh, all of next week as well. So, very exciting times. Jeff, uh, What uh, you got any futures out there for these conference tournaments going on right now or any of these smaller conference tournaments you're really interested in? What do you got your eye on today? Uh, I got all sorts of stuff pending. I mean, I'm always, uh, you know, as long as it's basketball, I'm interested. Um, obviously, next week's kind of the real big week with a lot of conferences getting going, but um, I'm trying to think what I have. Um, I got Colgate pending. I was pretty big on them. Um, I have a couple uh, of ones that, that will shake out this weekend. Um, but most of them get started next week, if I'm being honest. Jeff, uh, I like to throw out a, a future or two, and uh, I've got two right now. And I'd prefer you keep this positive, but uh, if you're going to throw a negative in there, give me one positive and, and one negative on the two teams. I'm going West Coast. Um I'm going UCLA. I I don't love their offense, but uh, Mick Cronin, uh, the the style, uh, they can stifle teams and and hopefully get enough from Hawkeyes and those guys. Uh, And I also went with a team that you've been talking about that has just been rolling of late, and maybe maybe they're back under the radar, and that's a good thing for them. I I threw one on Gonzaga as well to win the championship. So I got Gonzaga and UCLA for national champions. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about those two teams as far as the tournament goes? Well, I think Gonzaga's priced too high. I, I was I've been a buyer in them in a lot for a while. I have them to win the WCC. I got them at a great price, and, and yeah, I think long term I like them to be a team. You know, it's funny we haven't talked a lot about them, and I think that's kind of the funny thing about them this year. You know, they may sneak up on everybody this year, and, and no one really remembers them. They're still uh, you look at in the market, they're still a, a pretty healthy. Uh, you know, 21, 25 to one dog. So, yeah, I, I think that's a great price. As far as UCLA, um, I had them first half last night and full game. I was able to split. Um, I think ultimately, I've said many times, I think when the rover meets the road, they're the best team in the country. Uh, there would be the team, if I won a team on a one off to win a game, it would be them. Defensively, I think they are the best team in America. Um, they just make it so difficult to score the basketball. Um, and, you know, you look at offense, and you said you're kind of worried about their offense. I, I don't hate it. I mean, I, I think Tyra Campbell's a great point guard. I like Hawkez, as you alluded to. You're getting Amari Bailey back defensively. He's big. They've got some kids down low that can really rebound the basketball. And, look, they're going to force turnovers. They are really good uh, in that metric. Top 10 in America in forcing turnovers. And they don't turn the ball over. Also really hawk it on the offensive glass. I like them a lot. I think um, – you know, when the rubber beats through, like I said, I think they're the team. You know, it's interesting, though, because I think you look at them and you say, well, who's their best win against? It's Kentucky. Um, but other than mm. that, I mean, they lost to Arizona. They lost to Illinois. They lost to Baylor. I think on different neutral courts, they'd probably be different. But, yeah, I, I like both those features. Folks. All right. That's what I like to hear. Jeff Nadeau joining us, big man on basketball. Had the Men of Honor podcast this week, uh, the show, and you can watch it on YouTube. Rico Bosco and Jeff Nadeau. And, uh, th- there is hope for world peace uh, when you see a show like that, and and I I loved it, man. I it sounds like it might be a one off, but if you guys could somehow do that again, uh, tournament time, 
uh it, it was fantastic man i don't know what the numbers say but uh the, i've been reading a lot of folks that loved it and uh, i thought it was great hearing you two guys uh, just talk hoops it, it was awesome yeah i mean i think you know the metric you always look at at barstool when you do something you know particularly on that scale like with, with a with, with a top tier guy uh, or two top tier guys you, know, you say to yourself okay what did you do and did dave and dan give you a bump on it okay when you look right. at the show dave and dad did not give us a bump on it uh and the show still did about i think twenty five thousand views on youtube so um, and for, for the Barstool Sportsbook channel, uh, the only stuff that gets that kind of views is uh, the, the streams or uh, pick them. So, you know, we did pretty good. Um, I'll just say this. You'll see more of us together going forward. Just say that. I can't, I can't tell you what it is just yet because I've been told not to. But um, him and I will be working on some stuff going forward. And, yeah, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed talking basketball with everybody. But, you know, him and I thought I had a good rapport. And um, I enjoyed it a lot. It was awesome, and I uh, hope we can see more of that. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Uh, Nadeau, coming up this weekend, uh, Carolina Duke Part 2. Um, this one's big for North Carolina as far as the NCAA tournament goes. They are firmly on the bubble. Uh, other bubble teams that uh, were talking in the show uh, with Mark Greenhill, G host a, a golf shop radio show that uh, airs here on Pirate Radio. He's a Clemson grad. They've got uh, an important week coming up with Notre Dame this weekend and also the ACC tournament. So North Carolina, Clemson, as far as other bubble teams, Jeff, I guess I'll word it like this. Like, who do you want to see that's on the bubble right now in the tournament that's fun or actually deserves it? And who do you hope is left out? Anybody kind of floating around there that you wouldn't mind missing the tournament this year? Yeah, you mentioned Clemson. I mean, they're out. Um, they, they would have to, I think, go on a really deep run in the ACC tournament to, to get in. They're out at this point. I don't want to see them in. Um, teams that I'd like to see in, um, Nevada, I mean, I have them in currently. I'd really like to see them in. Um, look, if North Carolina wins tomorrow, look, I think when the road reads the road, uh, you're putting them in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think Michigan obviously has um, you know, the ability tomorrow. I believe they play Indiana. That, if they win that game, I think they're in. Teams I'd like to see out. Uh, I don't want to see Wisconsin, see ya. Penn State, don't want to see them either. I would love to see Utah State in. So I, I think, you know, kind of those boring Big Ten teams, I don't want to see. I'd like to see Mississippi State, Nevada, Utah State, um, North Carolina, Michigan, those kind of groups. Uh, I don't want to see Wisconsin or Penn State in the NCAA tournament. Jeff Nadeau joining us. A huge weekend on tap with the uh, – got some conference championships coming up, but also the final games of the regular season. That includes Arizona, uh, UCLA uh, coming up, Kansas, Texas. We mentioned Carolina Duke. Um, Alabama A&M, that's a good one coming up on Saturday. A great weekend of basketball, great day of basketball coming up tomorrow, Jeff. You know, I'm really interested in the Alabama A&M game because, you know, I've kind of tried to like explain to people. To me, if, if I think the where the rubber meets the road is A and M the second best team in in the SEC. I think you can make a strong case that they are. Um, now I faded them last Saturday, and I was I was able to get the job done playing Mississippi State. But you know they come right back. You beat Old Miss the other night on the road, and now they head uh, back home, and they get Alabama coming in. And I'm going to tell you right now, I will squarely be on uh, the A and M Aggies in this game. Look, Cliff, the truth is, whether you want to sell it or not, since the Brandon Miller news on the week of February 20th, they're 0-3 against the number. They barely beat South Carolina in overtime. 
They barely beat Arkansas, didn't cover that game, and they didn't cover the other night against Auburn as a 10-point uh, favorite. Uh, the truth is they're going to be probably a three-point favorite tomorrow. Give me A&M in a game where I think they identify themselves as possibly you know, the second-best team in this conference. I don't think Alabama is the best team, but um, I think if you can force turnovers against Alabama, you're going to get the job done, and that's exactly what A&M does. This is a huge game down in College Station. Jeff, we'll uh, close it out with some Pirate basketball talk. East Carolina put together one of their best performances of the season the other night at home against Tulane. They'll turn right around and play them again tonight in New Orleans. And I even had a thought after East Carolina's dominant performance the other night that, hey, give me Tulane you know, by 20 on Friday. That's just the way it works in sports and college basketball. And the odds makers tend to agree. A huge, uh, They're like 12-point favorites tonight after being down 20 most of the game to ECU the other night. So how do you, you read that situation, one of these rare back-to-backs uh, they're playing, Jeff? Yeah, you almost look at the box score and you say, how did ECU win by 15? You know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, they didn't shoot the ball off from two. They didn't shoot the ball off from three. Uh, but they shot 31 free throws, and um, they had 17 offensive rebounds. I mean, that, that's the key in a game. Um, you know, I think in the, in the return, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I would probably lean on Tulane in this game. Um, you know, Javon Small being out, obviously that that's something that, that we continue to hear about from ECU's standpoint. We know they're not a great offensive team, and Tulane pretty much is. Um, I feel like the, the, this game's probably a lot more indicative of what the game should have been the other night. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely lean Tulane tonight. But I'll tell you right now, Clip, I'm very touchy with the final week uh, in any conference, and which is what you're going to see tomorrow and, and tonight. I'm focused most on conference tournaments. Keep in mind the Tulane clip. Top 10 in American free throw percentage, that's huge in covering games uh, late. I do want to give you a note clip when we head into next week with this tournament. I think a lot of people know this. Um, and I'll tell your producers, I'll tell you, I'll tell your listeners, anybody that's listening to this right now, understand what I'm about to tell you. It's very simple. Um, the Tulsa Hurricanes are a basketball team that I, I, I don't know they could beat a, a Division II team right now. Um, I don't know how they beat Tulane back on January 21st, but right yeah. now they're without, I think, two of their top three players. Um, this team is horrific. Um, wh- whoever they draw next week, a bet against them. Uh, this team is horrible. Fade Tulsa at all costs. Uh, ECU swept the Golden Hurricane this year, as many teams did. Oh, yeah. They are uh, they're they're awful. Jeff, uh, anything else we haven't touched on? Anything tonight going on uh, uh, with this pack slate with conference tournaments and everything? Yeah, actually, I have something for you, and I, this is right in your uh, neck of the woods. Well, not too far away, uh, Farmville, Virginia. The Longwood Lancers, right? They play uh, Campbell, who I believe is in North Carolina. Yeah, Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Yeah, right. Um, there's there's an important matchup clip that very few will identify, but they do. Will uh, you look at the two matchups this year against Campbell? Uh, Longwood has held the Camels to 42 and to 50. Mm. I would tell me, Clip, that Griff Aldrich is very good at scouting how to stop this group. I think Campbell gets beat up tonight. This one's went from five all the way up to six and a half. I think Campbell gets beat by double digits here. Longwood's really good. I think they could repeat this conference. Uh, and Campbell, I just think, you look at what they did. They beat Presbyterian last night, uh, the worst team in this conference. I, I think they're lucky to be here. 
I think Longwood uh, kind of puts them in their place tonight and uh, advances and covers the six and a half. All right, little Big South tournament basketball going on, and uh, Jeff Nadeau likes Longwood. Uh, big man, you got a lot going on. Um, follow him on Twitter at Jeff Nadu. Sit down podcast. Uh, big man on basketball and everything in between. And uh, we appreciate you joining us here. We'll uh, we'll track you down next week, Jeff, and talk more conference tournaments. And uh, pretty soon we'll be talking uh, brackets. So exciting stuff. Yeah, it's that time of the year, Clip. And then we, uh, you know, they get into baseball, and then you know we look to football again. So yeah, it, it, the, the, the clock's always turning. Uh, have a good weekend, brother. You do the same, big man on campus, Jeff Nadu, Barstool Sports, and a great time of the year to chat with the big man. We'll do it again next week and talk conference tournaments. Two weeks from today, we'll be airing right here in this time slot, live coverage of the NCAA tournament. Very excited. The upsets. The buzzer beaters. The onions. drama. The onions. The NCAA tournament. Right here, once again, on Pirate Radio. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more submissions for uh, names. Really good ones, too. Yeah. We'll run over some of those. And uh, keep a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Up. Dub Up. Tim Crafts, Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs, lead South Carolina Upstate 35-32 at the half. I root for Tim Craft, former ECU assistant. I think about that guy on um, Hoist the Colors that was mad at Steve Ellis for leaving ECU to take another coaching job. Uh, does he, like, hate Tim Craft for taking a job at Gardner-Webb and leaving ECU? Like, should he have been an ECU assistant forever? I don't know. Not a true pirate. Not a not. Hey, look, Tim Craft, not a pirate. I, I hear once a pirate, always a pirate. How about not a pirate, never was a pirate. Steve Ellis, he might be a shark, but he's definitely not a pirate. No, I, he's a snake. He ain't no shark. He's a snake in the grass. What do you got over there, Shirley? Uh, Do we have a score on the Buccaneer? No, uh, but there was a rip to right field. So now we have bases loaded for the Pirates in the um, bottom of the third inning. One out. Call your granny because there could be a granny coming. I don't like when could be a granny. I don't like when athletes are juiced, (laughs) but I love when the bases are juiced. (laughs) Sports guy. We'll be back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back the dickinson avenue public house is a lively and diverse restaurant in greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of creole asian and upscale southern cuisine the dickinson avenue public house offers a seasonally rotating menu excuse me, and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out dapphousenc.com. And, Clip, I have a 
Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update for you. <coughs> ECU softball has taken a 2-0 lead thanks to a 2-RBI single by Joey Fatante. Nice. Fatante. <laughs> Fatante. Hello, hey. Fatante. Hey, Joey. Here's my friend, Mason G- Garcia. A little Joey up the middle. And it's 2 nothing. ECU, like it. top of the fourth. When you said nothing, you sounded like Kucho. <laughs> a little nothing. Two nothing. Nothing. You get nothing. Parts in the lead on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Chandler, I got some homework for you. In the next 12 minutes. I thought I was done with school. No, sir. I need you. Uh, I gave Tony his homework last night. I'm giving you a pop quiz. Just think of some of your favorite, least favorite, best, and worst Panthers free agent signings since mm. your fandom. Okay. Guys they brought in. So we'll, we're going to discuss that with Tony okay. coming up uh, at 4 o'clock. All right. Um, with that part of the season coming up, of course, you got the NFL Combine this weekend. We'll keep an eye on Keaton Mitchell and C.J. Johnson. Would it be cheating if I looked it up? If I looked up like Panthers free agent signings, no, it would be cheating if you looked it up and just read what the list is. I want your personal opinion yeah. on what, like, if you look at a list, that'd be great. But who are your favorites out of there? Maybe you disagree with, you know, I want good and bad because some of them that I might name, they could have been trades, not free agent signings. So I want to make sure I'm that's correct. not a free agent signing. That's what I'm saying. I want to make sure I'm correct. I don't want to get my answers wrong. I'd love to talk about Santana Moss, but he was picked up in a trade by Washington, not a free agent signing. So I can't talk about him, and I will not. There's also an NFL draft. If you name a guy that was drafted by the Panthers, that would not be a free agent signing. Yep. All right, I got some digging to do. All right, go dig. Earlier today, Chandler came up with a game. He has been uh, doing one more all day. And uh, we were naming schools that have a person's name in them. And we've got a few more submissions. Jack says St. Bonaventure and St. Mary's, if those count. I reckon they do. Jack also said Creighton, Memphis, Baylor. I do know people with those names. Jeff Lebo's son's name is Creighton. That is true. There was a Memphis that I saw on uh, the television program Big Brother. There was a Baylor that I saw on the television program Survivor in years past. Nathan says Troy. We did name that one. David had a bunch on Facebook as well. He's got Mary Baldwin. Never heard of that. Meredith. Have heard of that. Johnson C. Smith. William Peace. Georgia. Oral Roberts. Then he said, okay, I'm done. Very good. Uh, Johnny. Johnny Stats has Robert Morris. St. Francis. William and Mary, I knew there was one I was missing up there. In the, I had George Washington, I had George Mason, and I freaking forgot. Uh, James Madison. Oh, uh, we said that. Oh, you did. Actually, Jack said it. Jack said it uh, before we could get there. Uh, how about this one, Shirley? How about this one? All of us, Brigham Young. Oh, of course, they're called BYU so much. You almost forget the Brigham Young. How about this one, Shirley? Duke. That'd have been a good one. My art teacher Duke. in elementary school, her last name was Duke. Oh yeah. Actually, it was Dukes. My mom's dog's name is Duke. Duke is a good dog's name. It's a good old Southern boy's name. 
It's a good old Duke. Uh, legendary saxophone player's name, Duke mm. Ellington. Look oh, yes. it up, Chandler. Yes, Duke Ellington. I'm passing on my knowledge to you today. I want you There's to. There's that USB transfer. <laughs> transfer. Uh oh, file corrupted. File corrupted. <laughs> all right so uh thank you for playing along at home on those that is uh we love having game time here at pirate radio try to come up with something fun we played a fun one Shirley, without you uh the other day where we were uh, i saw a list of the top like 40 high school mascot names yeah, i heard you I cutting saw... promos from that segment yes but that was, I thought uh, it was hilarious we did good on that one uh glenn and uh the big dog ended up having a come from behind victory over bryce and chandler Chandler's still looking for that one school with the name Rattlesnakes. I bet there's like, <laughs> to your uh, credit, Chandler, I bet there's like seven in Arizona alone. They're just rattlesnakes everywhere out there. That's the name of their, uh, could be Copperheads. Uh. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun the other day with Bryce. Coming up later on on today's program, we'll talk some NFL with Tony Dunn. You got Brian North joining us to get you ready for a packed sports weekend. Morgan Aylers will be on in the third hour, as will Mark Greenhelge. We'll talk some golf live tour had their tv debut last weekend we'll talk about that and what's going on in the pga tour uh once again if you uh missed it earlier we have a final from clark leclair stadium long beach state beat georgetown 18 to 3 east carolina will take on indiana coming up at 4 30 i'm looking forward to being out there tomorrow for the double header and this will be uh in game one indiana and georgetown which if i could hop in a time machine and go see let's say around 1985 or something see that college basketball game that would be awesome instead i'll be uh seeing them play baseball against each other here in greenville and then after that 4 30 it'll be ecu and long beach state so you know i love my youtube by the way long beach state scoring 11 runs in the first inning mm. uh today but uh, you mentioned indiana and here is a random YouTube video I watched last night. Okay. Hold on. Is it a player? It is a coach. Uh, Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight with David Letterman in 1987. Hmm. What, uh, what do you got, Shirley? I have several high schools that have rattlesnakes as their mascot. <laughs> All right. Shirley's done some digging. Um, Or some variation of it. I already uh, see Arizona. The, uh, yes, um, North Canyon High School in Arizona. There you go. Also, um, Mojave Football, which is the Mighty Rattlers of Mojave High and San Marcos High. They oh, are Mighty Mighty Rattlers. Yep. Yeah. Um, Fort. Well, this is they're Copperheads. They're not necessarily rattlesnakes. So, um, but uh, and then there was the crimson rattlers that is also um in queen creek arizona um so i'm looking at ronald reagan high school um and then there was one so we got some rattlesnakes you've got some rattlesnakes and actually there was one in north carolina but they changed the um they changed the mascot. It, it was uh, Mount Pleasant High School in Lee County used to have a rattlesnake mascot, but then they changed it. It was too offensive. I don't know why they... Well, and plus it's the article has a paywall, so I can't find out exactly why you they changed what? it. You know what? That's worth it. Pay the money and let's read it. No. Okay. Chandler, 
rename the Panthers right now. If the Panthers had to change their name, what would you want it to be? You got five seconds, and whatever you say goes. Four, three, two, one. All right, Carolina Rattlesnakes it is. Oh. <laughs> you got nothing? You've never thought about this? I got nothing. You've never laid the away? Carolina car salesman. The Carolina Carpenters. Are you just thinking of C-words? C-words and jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Why jobs? Carolina, Carolina con- contractors. Construction workers. <laughs> Carolina caretakers. Carolina crematory. <laughs> Carolina cremators would actually be cool. Sounds like an XFL name. Oh. That's a creepy name. Carolina creeps. Carolina creepers. I was thinking creepers. All right. Carolina Crypt Keepers. Ooh. I like it. And the uh, Crypt Keeper from Tales yes, from the Crypt yes. is on the helmet. Yes. All right. There you go. I come up with something every once in a while. Tony Dunn is here. Let's take a break. We'll Let's return. Down, we'll see what uh, we'll go over the NFL news. We got some releases coming up. We got a lot of franchise tags going on. And we will talk best, worst, favorite, least favorite free agents. In Panthers history for Tony Dunn and for Chandler, I'll talk about some of my Redskins slash Commanders. You can uh, jump in on the conversation with your favorite team as well. You got something, Chandler? Uh, By the way, you mentioned Duke Ellington a while ago. I did. I win on YouTube says Duke Ellington was a pianist. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that word is pianist, by the way. Yes, it is Pianist. pianist. Duke Ellington. All right, I'm looking at a picture of him. He is playing the piano. Boy, that one hurts. <laughs> but did he ever play... What what instrument did I say? Saxophone? Yeah. This is bad because I did a, um, a report on Duke Ellington as a kid. <laughs> what did you get on it? <laughs> um, hold on now. Hold on. What do we got here? Oh, crap. All right, yeah. I'm sure at one point he held a saxophone. But did he play it? Probably. The only thing he has to do is he had to have played the saxophone at least once in his life. Mm. And then technically he is a saxophone player. Yeah, I screwed it up. Duke Ellington had his own saxophone section. His saxophonist of choice, of course, was Johnny Hodges. Oh, Johnny. We all know that. All right, it was Johnny. That's on me. Hand up, Duke Ellington, fantastic pianist. We'll be back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville, just a few blocks from ECU's campus, 
Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We keep talking about the watch-along we're going to do next Thursday. We haven't even mentioned the one we're going to do next Friday after ECU wins their first tournament game. So put that one in the pipe and smoke it. Right now, Gardner-Webb leading USC Upstate 47-43 to with about 15 minutes left to go in that one in the Big South tournament that score on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck got an ecu baseball lineup and it is a different lineup we got a new leadoff hitter chandler and that man is named lane hoover luke noak leading off the speedster star man hitting second star man jacob jenkins coward third cleanup is justin wilcoxon followed by cam clunch who was dh'ing today lane hoover moves to sixth in the lineup amax seven josh moylan eight and nate chrisman will be the starting shortstop batting ninth for the pirates with trey savage on the mound he started last friday against north carolina and he will get the start on the bump again today when they take on Indiana, the Hoosiers, in town for the Keith LeClaire Classic. We welcome on Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, joining us. Hello, Tony. Hello. Trey, you savage. That must be one of the most awesome names. You savage. You savage. I know. Savage. It's really cool, especially these days where savage has become such a yeah. word that yeah, people definitely, use. Yeah, definitely. Trey, you savage. All right, uh, Tony. Anything going on in Pantherland? Um, Jerry Richardson died. Yes, ah, yes, that's I right. I hadn't mentioned that. The big yeah. cat himself passed, passed away. Um, Eighty-six, I believe. And yeah. you know, uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of nice things to say to him. I would say about him. Uh, Greg Olson did a great little bit on uh, Twitter where he was like, "I wanted to write something, but it was just too much uh, to write." And it was really about how uh, how much Jerry Richardson <clears throat> cared for him as a player when they didn't really know each other that well yet, when he had just gotten to Carolina and his kids uh, were diagnosed with that heart uh, problem before I think they were even born, they knew about it. But uh, so, yeah, you, you know, uh, it's nice to see people recognizing uh, people for some of, the, some of the good things they did. And it's been nice, too, that it hasn't been yeah, – I haven't seen a lot of people trying to taint the moment with jokes and discussions of what happened at the end of – his time at Carolina. I guess I'll start with that. Is like, am I going to be the first one to do it? No, I saw yeah. uh, Sports Channel Eight on Twitter. Oh, really? They said was, uh, he almost made it to Jeans Friday. Oh, that's not good. I, no. go, I was actually just going to say this is. I I thought he was older than eighty six. Like, is he one of those people that just looked old for like? Oh, he got old early. Something years, yeah. you know, because I felt like I've never seen Jerry Richardson not young. Old. Yeah. <laughs> was he ever young? That was the only thing that came to my mind. I was like, I feel like, I guess I'm gonna have to say it on the sports forum. Well, this is Pirate Radio well, Live. That's right. Yeah, we changed a few years ago. <laughs> Welcome to the Pirate Radio Live, Tony. <laughs> oh, that changed. I mean, you're bad with names, and now you're bad with <laughs> show names. Uh, bad jokes, everything. No, uh, so that's uh, that's news yeah. with the Panthers. Uh, the other, I guess, has been talking about is just like uh, a lot of Panther fans have been talking about Matt Corral now. It's like, oh, Matt Corral's on the outs. 
like uh, because of Frank Reich not calling him enough and all of this. Everybody's reading. What to did they get the uh, phone bill? Like the Freedom <laughs> well, of Information t- Act. <laughs> he's talking at the combine, you know, and answering some questions and and I just think this is like we all knew that was coming anyway in so many ways but you know everything about the carolina panthers and quarterbacks that's all it's going to be until we get one we're uh, in a land without a quarterback i want to be in a land with a quarterback franchise tags uh being thrown out now and uh deron Payne for washington uh will be uh looks like playing at least one more year uh with the commanders josh jacobs uh, could get the tag from the raiders saw evan ingram with the jaguars and uh and others oh this is a fun exercise we were doing this at sports trivia a couple of weeks ago and guessing what the franchise number is for per per position uh i suck at numbers like that but i think this one's 11 I think running backs is eleven million. Mm-hmm. Linebackers is one of the highest numbers, and you're like, "What?" It doesn't make any sense. But uh, we, I think we cracked the code. I think it's because Von Miller is classified as a linebacker, Uh-oh. and he has like a good giant contract. Yeah, those Russians, but uh, they're all like it's like some of the things. I just was surprised about some of that linebacker number skewed so much. Uh, but they're really around that 18 range. So am I looking at a list of like averages here? Yeah, or? I okay. think so. Because your uh, running back is at about yeah, 10. 10. And then uh, safety's 14. But defensive ends is, when you look at this, is you go, why is a defensive end less than a linebacker? But it's because we're in that age of the outside linebacker being yeah. a, really a defensive end. Uh, free agency coming up, Tony. I gave you some homework and Chandler a pop quiz to come up with some of your all-time favorite, least favorite, best, and worst free agent signings in Panthers history. Because I think you even mentioned it on a previous show that like you, the Panthers probably aren't going to make a splash. A lot of teams don't. You, you kind of add depth. You add a starter at a key spot that's not a huge name but helps out. So a lot of these are not even – huge they're just pieces that help you along the way but how about uh when i say best who are the who's on the best list for you uh number one is probably stephen davis oh wow yeah you know is uh coming from your t- two of our uh, two of our highest profile free agents have come from the washington well they were the washington redskins and davis and and was it gilbert what, uh, what, sean gilbert sean gilbert and that was like in 99 i think or somewhere around there um, yeah, Stephen Davis gave us two really good years, too, in going to the Super Bowl. He had 1,600 yards rushing, I think, put up a ton of touchdowns. He was very good for the Carolina Panthers in that 03, 04, 05 stretch. Um, I put him at the top, and I was trying to think of some other ones. I think a real important one was uh, Peanut Tillman yeah. in that uh, 2015 year. We had a couple of – and interestingly – they all play similar positions on the defensive side. We got Tillman, Coleman, Kurt Coleman, and uh, later Roman Harper. Mm-hmm. And all three of those Safeties. guys, yeah, played a, a pretty good role for the Carolina Panthers. Speaking of getting old early, uh, Roman Harper always had that big gray spot in his hair. Yeah. Even uh, when he was like seven years old. Speaking of, I'm, I got old early. I had my first gray hair in eighth grade. It was terrible. <laughs> Um, 
On top of that, oh, you know, another one's fun one is Mike Mitchell. All right. That was a good addition. He was a big thumper. Another safety. And guess who? What? Guess what? I want now. A safety. A safety. A free agent safety. Chandler. Any names come to your mind? The uh, best. I I really was a big fan of Mike Tolbert. Okay. Mike, Mike Tolbert came was from uh, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, played a huge role for three or four years for the Panthers. Was on that Super Bowl run team. That's a fun one. Um, so Mike Tolbert would be one. I would, and then I I think you said worst. And then I had Jared Allen in my mind, but, but I, that was a trade. I, I looked it up. <clears throat> it, that was a trade. How so, about um, Shockey? How about Shockey? Favorite? Like, favorite, have you already favorite? named your favorites or were they on your best list? Now, this doesn't count for mm. me, but I did look like up. Like personal favorites that you like. I did look up uh, a, a article from Bleacher Report, but some notable ones is like Sam Mills was a free agent signing. John Casey was a free agent signing. Oh, yeah. Jake DeLome was a free agent signing. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and I wouldn't pick them because, I mean, that was on a list, but also it was before my time. So I was trying to think of some Panthers before, since I've started watching them. I got a favorite one, and that's not on that list. My favorites, sadly, one of them is, was terrible. You know, I was just so hyped. It was coming in with Ken Lucas. He's going to be one of my bad ones. But I was at that moment like, yeah, we got a top corner that's going to go. See a Seahawks? Yeah. Um, my is he the guy that uh, got punched? By, by Steve Smith? Smith. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like on the first day and just ruined him. It was like, it was like man, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Um, team building this one though is because of a silly thing and maybe we can play it in the background uh jason avant receiver yeah there is a there's a guy who does sports jingles and he has a song i like jason avant a lot (laughs) like it on youtube yeah (laughs) and it is so funny it's so good it's right up your alley um, of music, I want to. It's this one right here. This uh, is, and this alone was worth his time and ca- with with the Carolina it's Panthers. Called Jason Avon is a great receiver. I love how it's made like it's 2004, <laughs> which I guess it was a long time ago. might want to pull it before you get nabbed by YouTube police. Uh, Jason he Avant. catches everything in his general, general direction. I like oh him a lot. God. I want, to, I want to catch the ball. So did you see that at the time when they signed No, him? we were just, uh, well, like you were getting a new, you know, you're just learning about people and getting to know people. And I think I got the guy to come on the podcast. <laughs> but he's like really made a big business out of right like you can get uh pay him like 50 bucks or 100 bucks and he'll write a jingle yeah and my friends did my wife's cousin and we had no knowledge of that they were doing this and it happened to be the same guy and he had like his dad's 50th birthday they wrote a joke song about yeah. it and he gave him a list of jokes to work into the song that's cool man i like uh doing songs and singing but one thing i can't do is the actual music right 
and that's a huge thing like we could do so much more if you could play the piano if we had a house band or yeah. if we just had a keyboard piano yeah. whatever to make uh songs like that that's awesome uh, i'm envious of that all right um i'll go over some best and worst in washington okay our, our best real quick who was your favorites. worst well uh, we haven't got the worst oh we have oh okay 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 all right let's go let's right, go to washington then let's go to washington. best in washington um i'll be honest i had everything on my bad list i can't i had on the top of my head i looked up like some pre-agent signings to see to remind myself of the best um but like best favorite started the quarterback position brad johnson because in 99 washington had one of the most fun offenses in the nfl he was throwing bombs was that the spurrier offense no, no hell no that was the end of north turner oh, okay. it was stephen davis uh, who had a big okay. year but he was throwing bombs to uh michael westbrook albert connell and had a really good offense and brad johnson was like the first quarterback i saw in washington that was like wow okay we got a guy here and uh didn't last too long but uh brad johnson then later mark brunel came in and uh won a playoff game he was awful in that game but do you know, it feels like mark brunel is uh do you remember any given sunday the the quaid guy <clears throat> yeah uh, like they could be the same person i feel like yeah apple gangers um best probably was london fletcher borderline hall of famer just didn't have a lot of su- team success but man he oh, played I- every game he had like 15 tackles a game he was really good was clinton portis a trade that was a trade okay uh champ bailey very famous trade that's right very like high profile and everybody won in that one right yeah uh santana moss was a trade i believe so i can't discuss him either um a guy like the linebacker marcus washington uh that we got from the colts in the playoff days 0507 uh corner sean springs and d'angelo hall both were good uh for washington and pierre garçon Pierre Garçon. 2012, what a year. RG3, Rookie of the Year, throwing to Santana Moss, uh, to Pierre Garçon, uh, who was a lot of fun to watch. That was like the smallest receiver core in the league. Brother. It was. Very fast, very small. He was good. Uh, he was very good. Underrated, Pierre Garçon. Always um, playing with great players, too, right? Like well, he was yeah. always <clears> – <throat> didn't he come from Indy? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. paid Manning throwing to him. Yeah. Uh, he made a great catch on Sunday Night Football against Washington as a Colt. Uh, so there are best and uh, and favorites for Washington. All right, let's get to the worst free agent signings. I've got a ton of these, but how about for you guys? Yeah, for me, number one, it's Matt Khalil. Uh, okay. Oh, that's a good one, man. So you had Ryan Khalil for years. Yeah, man. And a you know Pro Bowler. And what was that position, Tony? Right tackle left or tackle. left tackle? Left. left tackle, which you talked about every week for every year for a decade. We uh, Jordan Gross. Basically, yes, yeah. And uh, the thing is, is we had dumped on Byron Bell for so much. Um, we got Jeff Ota to play for a single season, and then he first game of the season against or second game maybe against the vikings the second game of 2016 went out with a concussion and never was able to return to football um but matt khalil was one of those things is like it's like we finally went and tried to do what you're supposed what we needed to do for so long 
But we paid. I learned the lesson I learned about this Matt Khalil thing is don't pay free agents coming off an of injury. They're all. We did this with uh, who was the center we just got past uh, our uh, Roseman? No, the one before uh, that came from Denver. P- Paradis. Yeah, and and Matt you know Paris? what? He turned out to be all right. It's just it took two years. Like they're never. Is like Adrian Peterson's the only person that ever came back in like the same year and was good. Like, I mean, they'll come back. People will come back and play, but they're never good. And Khalil wasn't good before he was hurt. And we paid him. It was the contract. It was was how much money we paid him. And then on top of that, we had our choice between him and Russell Okung. And Russell Okung went and had several good years after that and ironically we end up getting russell okung the panthers always get the guy i want just five years late oh yeah jaris bird hate that <laughs> we had jaris bird it's just five years after i wanted him um, Cam Irving. <laughs> everybody on my list can be put into that category um who else did you who's a bad one or somebody you didn't like you mentioned his name earlier and he technically counts because he went undrafted and was signed by the panthers you mentioned him, Byron Bell. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got so I, – I became Byron Bell's biggest defender. I am actually a defender of Byron Bell now. Good. Um, my point was Tony would come in here, crap on him every week because he played so bad. I'm like, hey, get him out of there. Put somebody else in. And it's you know not what? his fault. He's a pretty good guard, actually. You know, as that is and, – and that is a good point. It's like you – you're the coaching staff is the guy that put him in there. Yeah, you, you know? brought him in. Like imagine put him in. if you were like if I went out there and played quarterback and right. they were like, "Who God, Tony's the worst quarterback ever." Like, duh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> it's not my fault. You're like looking at the fans like they put me in. I can't do it. I, Get him. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And then uh, another one that I have is probably the most recent. I thought I was going to love this guy. I actually start out liking this guy, and now I really cannot stand him. Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Uh, chosen, chosen. Chosen, by the way. Chosen Anderson. Have you – I looked him, I looked him up on uh, Wikipedia just to make sure he was a free agent, and it already has Chosen Anderson on there. So, And he was a free agent, and he's probably the worst I hate. I got one for you, and that is Russell Shepard. Oh, my God. And, receiver? Yeah. Yes. Bucks? And I feel bad for being – but. Got him from uh, uh, New York. I just thought of another one. You know what? It's not even, again, not his fault, right? It's just we have to, as fans, temper our expectations. for. He had a pretty good um, preseason or a training camp, and we had brought him into a room that had nobody. So it was like, oh, Dave Gettleman believes this guy has just been wasting away over here. And he stunk. And it was just like fans thought he was going to go have a thousand yards. Nobody had ever heard of him before. And then all of a sudden, it was like, there's a reason nobody's ever heard of this dude because he's no good. <laughs> all right. No good. Uh, y'all good on your list? Yeah. yeah uh, nobody said uh, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. That's good. I thought Sam Baker, a trade. trade. Both trades. Uh, both both trades. trades. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, enough. Teddy Bridgewater. That was a trade, yeah. I thought. No. No. Nah. We paid. We just paid him too much. And I think we'll go back to Ken Lucas's biggest disappointment. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. On my list, all these came from the same era. One's got to come from the Panthers. I added some more. Um, so, 
this is what made me turn on Snyder. This is going back 20 plus years now. <laughs> That's Bowen, a long list. Deion Sanders, Jeff George, Dana Stubblefield, Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson, Adam Archuleta, and I'll even throw old man Bruce Smith in there. They would bring in all these old former has been stars, and they stunk. They paid them all this money, and it just turned us into a terrible franchise. Um, Jeff George hate has got to stop. George Jeff. Uh, two guys, when you were talking about receivers, I was like, oh, man, Brandon Lloyd, awesome candidate for this, who had – he led the NFL in yards or catches one year. Uh, he stunk in Washington. He was awful. And then another guy – I only put him on the list, uh, Tony, because of should. you. Yeah. Because you were telling me how good this guy was. Paul Richardson from the Seahawks. Terrible. Uh, how many catches did he have in Washington? Like six. <laughs> it was like. How about this? It he was about no, Curtis Samuel. If he wouldn't have had this year, he would have been. Uh, he had. He's good. I, he's I, good. He's I had did one not good season. No, he did. I did not acknowledge him the previous year yeah. because he never played. I think it was two years, right? Uh, no, I think this was year two. Okay, Is it, that's it. I think so. He's been longer than that. The other is uh, Paul Richardson, by the way, for Washington, finished with 48 catches in two seasons. What about uh, not Richard Pryor, but Terrell Terrell Pryor? Pryor. Yeah. Is that one of those that it's kind of unfair to dislike him so much thing? Is like, you know, everybody just set him in position to fail. He looks. Uh, he looks the part, doesn't man, he? Man, he looks like a phenomenal athlete. He looks like a football player, and then it just it it didn't happen. It yeah. didn't click. Um, I didn't know whether to put. This would be a favorite, I guess. It didn't turn out great. Could have been, but Deshaun Jackson is always fun to have on your team. And man, when he does his thing, it makes watching football fun. Isn't it kind of wild? He's still in the league. Very wild. Played with who? The Ravens? The Eagles, right? Was it the Eagles? Might have played for both. Maybe of them. it was. I the know Ra- he played for the Ravens. Did he go back to the Eagles? Nah, I don't know. You're probably right. This will be good for uh, sports trivia at AJ's. Like, the end of his career playing like for all these teams. teams. Does he play for? What is he a Charger now? All right, so we got. So what is that supposed to be? A Raider? Okay, so yeah, he was a Raider, Ram, Buck. Uh, was with Washington, oh, Philly, the, and uh, then the Ravens. Okay, the Ravens. So uh, he has been around. Yeah, still. It's running. just like run down the field. Just go, just go That's catch it. a ball. That's all you can do. All right, uh, got the combine coming up, Tony. You guys uh, would C three do anything with that this weekend? Uh, tonight we're doing the Friday free for all, so I'm sure they'll be reacting to the first couple of days. And um, one of the things is one of the guys that comes on. He's very controversial. Comes on the show, G Baby. <laughs> He uh, put out a tweet today. It was like, just like, look at all of these great defensive ends. And we got this. We're trying to give this bum, Brian Burns, all this money. And Brian Burns' brother messaged him. So that's been a conversation. Uh, So the Friday free-for-all, they'll be talking about everything that's happened through uh, yesterday and today. And then tomorrow, I think around whenever the quarterbacks go, we'll probably do a little watch-along. I'm hoping to, as long as the schedule can afford it. And Tuesday night, the C3 Panthers podcast, we've been growing. And I appreciate you guys checking us out hope to see some cj johnson good numbers tomorrow and then keaton mitchell on sunday sunday running backs yeah all 
all right thanks for hanging out tony yeah, thank you uh thanks for doing your homework well done we'll uh take a time out come back when we return brian north will join us we'll talk hoops a little football a little baseball a little nascar everything in between that's ahead pirate radio live here on a free beer friday got bud light on the line in hour number three steve hill's already called his shot so uh we'll see if anybody else can win that prize coming up in our next hour back with you after this to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and join Chico's for their 40th anniversary party on Saturday, March 11th from 1 until 6 p.m. There'll be live music and entertainment from the Purple School Bus and DJ Dog in the Chico's parking lot is the biggest fiesta of the year and is absolutely free. Make your plans now to be at Chico's on Saturday, March 11th, starting at 1 o'clock. And congratulations to Chico's on 40 years of business. And as we head back into the show, I've got a quick uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update for you, Clip. As East Carolina... Well, now it looks like Monmouth is trying to mount a rally here as the throw home and uh, is not in time. So Monmouth has uh, put a runner on the board. So it's 2-1 to one in the top of the seventh inning, two outs. All East Carolina's got to do is pick up that third out, and this ball game will be over. Runner is, I believe, at either first or second base um, as uh, the camera work is not as stellar as I'd like it to be. Back to you, Clip. And also, ECU Indiana is underway, and Indiana's leadoff hitter gets a base knock. So the leadoff man is on for the Hoosiers. A lot going on right down the road from us, and we'll keep you up to date. On the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. And by the way, those hats look sweet. I wonder who came up with that idea. I believe that was you. What? Give this man his flowers. Me? Couldn't I believe be. you came up with that idea, Did which I? means that not only should you get an honorary lid, what? A, he, he should get a percentage of the sales if they end up selling the hats. No, no, no. I was saying we should also get honorary lids for being in just the vicinity of the idea. Oh, wow. And to be his friend. Let's yes. see if I, uh, I don't know. I haven't received any uh, acknowledgement as of yet, and I don't think I'm going to from uh the ecu folks which but, is horse pucky if you ask me horse pucky but you are welcome pirate nation um and I, that's what i do I, I have great ideas and i don't have any money to show for those great ideas <sighs> you know i have great ideas too and people steal them sports bra <laughs> sports bra i'm just saying bra still mad about it all right uh, let's talk to my sports bro brian north <laughs> on the pirate radio live line who joins us today on the program north how you doing man doing good clipper enjoying the nice weather and uh getting some outdoor work done do a little siding on a little project that my buddy's been in town helping me with so learning all about vinyl siding and how to put it up properly today all right the modern day bob vila brian north joining us here 
on the program uh brian we've got some uh fun conversations coming up today and next week as we get folks ready for the sports weekend because a lot going on including of course uh a the conference tournaments we'll talk uh, about the bigger tournaments next week two weeks from today we will uh have live coverage of the ncaa tournament right here on pirate radio preempting pirate radio live so getting excited about it and uh i guess before we dive into that let's talk about what's going on here locally how about ecu kind of out of nowhere with one of their best performances of the year knocking off Tulane. it was a sleepy you know crowd uh, nine o'clock but folks some folks showed up uh the players certainly showed up and uh Tulane looked like they would have rather I don't know. Been getting ready for bed on Wednesday night. It was uh, it was a, a dominant performance by Mike Schwartz's team. Since you are uh, Mister All AAC, did uh, Tulane have much to play for at this point? Are they fighting for any kind of important seating at this point? Or yeah, we talked to uh, to Corey Glore on Wednesday, and they were playing for number three to try to you know avoid Houston as long as possible in the AAC tournament. As far as postseason uh they still had aspirations for an nit something like that but uh so they yeah they had uh some motivation i would say but man uh they, they sure didn't look like it when they were out there on the court yeah so and look maybe ecu playing a little inspired they had their two seniors who uh you know anytime you have senior night underclass and always seem to play better on something like that so um look nine o'clock start i thought that might work against ecu obviously ended up working in their favor so um very interesting result they have a chance for a winning record now a chance to increase their seating just a bit but i just think for a team like ecu they're always hungry just to have success at the end of the year even when it's just to have a carrot of having a 500 or better season which there's not many of those in ecu history that is true. Brian North joining us. A quick turnaround. These same two teams going to play tonight. And I did think to myself and maybe even put it out there in the universe that uh, give me Tulane by 20 on Friday. This is kind of the way of the world, the way of basketball, the way of sports. And the odds makers uh, kind of agree with that. They got Tulane as a 12-point favorite. Yeah, we just saw this game two nights ago and ECU dominated. And now tonight... Uh, odds are it could go the other way. So uh, I don't know. We've seen this is a kind of a, a rare scheduling quirk, Brian, but we'll see if the Pirates have another good performance in them. Is this their senior night at Tulane? Uh, they have. That's a good question. I will uh, I will check on that. If so, does that uh, does that tip the scales even more in their favor, I guess? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Emotion always has a big, uh, big thing to do with it. So you're playing an opponent that may be – they don't respect or doesn't get the, the fan base fired up, but you can uh, certainly find emotion when it's uh, when you're playing for your seniors who are getting to play probably for the last time at home this year. Well, Brian, uh, their senior day will be coming up on Sunday, so uh, you can take that one away. They'll be taking on Temple coming up this weekend. All right, take Clip Brock's money and bet the, bet the Pirates. <laughs> there you go. Brian North joining us. Got uh, Carolina Duke going on this weekend. Uh, not a big game as far as the rankings go and things like that, but a monster game for North Carolina as far as trying to make it to the NCAA tournament. And uh, we'll see if they have one more uh, rock left in their sling, Brian, and, uh, and try to fight their way in here. Sometimes I like these Duke-Carolina games better because – they don't have the national spotlight and celebrities clamoring for those front row tickets. And so uh, sometimes, and, and UNC is going to play a little bit more desperate and it's going to be their senior night for all those guys who came back. So 
No, it's a, I like these two Carolina games better than the ones where uh, people who have no business uh, chiming in about this game start chiming in. So uh, I think this will be a fun game Saturday night. I've enjoyed following the conference tournaments uh, that are going on, Brian, and watched some, uh, some Big South earlier today, some Mac, some Missouri Valley. And uh, do you have any memories of covering or attending I don't know, a CAA tournament, or uh, I know we'll talk ACC tournament. You've been to those. I've been able to go to one of those as well. But how about smaller tournaments and your your memories from those? Yeah, well, uh, certainly the CAA back in the day, since I was a JMU student and I worked uh, in the video department my last two years, and then I worked uh, as a weekend sports guy in Harrisonburg, Virginia. So a lot of great memories of covering JMU. Of course, 93, Kent Coluco hitting the shot in the corner to beat Old Dominion at the buzzer to get ECU uh, or get JMU back in the tournament for the first time in a while. And they, they don't have many tournament appearances. So uh, that was one that certainly stands out the most, but there's been other ones, just personal experiences of driving down to Richmond from Harrisonburg, two hour drive, covering a game and then getting it back in time for the news. And um, Richmond's always been the place for the CAA tournament. So that's always been a, a fun deal. I've been to gosh, the Southern conference tournament. I went and covered VMI there one year and it was a game where there was um was it Furman they were playing? They were down one with a second and a half to go and one of the greatest inbound plays I've ever seen where the guy on the baseline threw it across to the guy who was still out of bounds at the baseline, and then the original guy ran down the court. The second guy who got the pass threw a lob because the defense wasn't guarding him. The ball bounced about half court. He picked it up off the bounce and hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. <laughs> Great design play. So I always remember that from the Southern Conference Tournament in Greensboro one year between VMI and Furman. Awesome, uh, and looking forward to the magic made this weekend with these teams that are in these one bid leagues. You're going to see it all over uh, Sports Center and social media. Is going to be some uh, some mini madness going on, and then next week you got the big boys playing. I would love Brian to see uh, maybe Charlotte coming into the AAC. Maybe part of the agreement is, hey, uh, you guys have to host a couple of aac basketball tournaments it's still a, a bit of a drive but a, a lot easier to get to than fort worth texas no oh, that was the great one when they were in the caa right and and ecu uh, fans could drive up to richmond not yeah. many people did but you know was it uh or did i'm thinking 94 let me go back by the way 94 was the year kent coluco hit the shot 93 is when uh the ecu won it yeah yeah ecu won so that was a a cool short trip for pirate fans to go up there and experience there. But no, it would be nice. I made the drive up to uh, Cincinnati one year when, uh, when EC was playing in the, in the uh, conference USA tournament at the time. And so uh, that's another one I made a drive, but that was a, a long drive as well. No, it would be nice to make a nice short drive to go to a conference tournament uh, at some place that you could do a quick day trip or a couple day trip and, and uh, go back and forth if you needed to. Brian North joining us, uh, baseball on tap for the weekend as well. Clark LeClaire Stadium. It'll be the Keith LeClaire Classic, and the field this year is Indiana, Georgetown, and Long Beach State, Brian. And always a special weekend and a fun weekend of baseball. And weekends have been good to the Pirates so far. Midweeks have not. Uh, they were yeah. blown out by Duke, so hoping to turn things around today when they take on Indiana. Can't believe this is the twentieth year of wow. uh, Keith LeClaire uh, Classic, and I remember the first one. I remember Keith LeClaire being there. I remember Michigan being there. I remember uh, the sold-out crowds, and it's always an emotional time. And now ECU, I guess they're all wearing the twenty-three jersey again this weekend. And, and uh, it's certainly it, it, there's no greater tribute that you can have is 
having something named after you and people keep continue to remember your legacy. And that's what this thing's doing for Keith LeClaire, not only having the stadium named after him, but I think even more importantly is having this, this tournament uh, named after him because it is a yearly reflection of who Keith LeClaire was and, and the coach he was for ECU and the impact that he had in a short time as the head baseball coach. So that's what I usually enjoy about the weekend. And usually there's some connection to the other coaches from other teams or something like that. So I always enjoy that little nostalgic visit down memory lane uh, when it comes to, to this weekend. Yeah, and uh, some big teams uh, always rolling in. Seems like Big Ten teams uh, kind of common, Brian, with Indiana this year, Ohio State, Michigan in the past. In fact, uh, Michigan, that, was that the first game played, if I'm not mistaken? It was, yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, yeah, it was the first one played. P.J. Connolly, mayor of Greenville, uh, on the mound for the Pirates, I believe, in that game. Uh, and the first one at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Brian North joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. North, uh, I mentioned this uh, earlier this week. I turned over to the end of the race on uh, Sunday and saw the leader and said, okay, who is this no-name? I don't recognize this car, uh, this number. It was Kyle Bush, who is hard to recognize without the M&Ms and his old number and everything. But Kyle Bush uh, outlasting Chase Elliott in Fontana. They'll be in Las Vegas this weekend. And and that, I am a very fringe. I'm on the outside of the fringe when it comes to NASCAR. And I heard them talking on the broadcast, Mike Joy and everybody, about how, it, it, I don't know, you got Kyle Bush. I mean, that's a, a big name in NASCAR, and he struggles to find – uh a sponsor and you know he's on a new team and and i don't know all that kind of uh confuses me as to how sponsorships and drivers and teams and all that stuff works why is kyle bush in this uh this new car well because fans hate him and so and and his attitude sometimes uh, can get the best of him his talent is undeniable but sponsorships go with the with the people that can make the money and while Kyle Busch has been a great driver, I don't know if he's always been a great spokesperson for his company. I mean, I don't know, but obviously there's a reason he was let go. And sometimes his attitude can get him into trouble. I think he probably wore out his welcome in his last stop. But now he gets a fresh start driving the eight car, which I think a lot of people are excited about. It seems to fit his personality a little bit more. So this is one of those offseason moves that certainly generated um, a lot of conversation about what was the best fit for him. So. Uh, I think it is a good fit. Obviously, he's getting a win already. Yeah, ran well at Daytona, but these are the tracks where you might see the eight car contending a lot. These uh, one and a half mile tracks, two mile tracks, uh, one mile tracks. I think you're going to see him uh, be in the mix a lot this year. As long as, again, he keeps the attitude right and uh, gets along with his team, and I think he'll be fine. But um, it's just about finding the right fit. And, you know, sometimes there are stars who just kind of wear out their welcome. Kyle Busch is the betting favorite this weekend for the race in Las Vegas. Brian, uh, can Keaton Mitchell have a Chris Johnson-like performance at the Combine, specifically the 40-yard dash, and start to get his name even more out there? We'll be keeping an eye on that this weekend, along with C.J. Johnson at the NFL Combine. So I've had this conversation with people. You know, the Combine is one of those places that very few people actually increase their stock, and it pays off in the long run. We did see it with, with Chris Johnson when he ran that great 40 time that opened a lot of, a lot of people's eyes, and, and then he got the opportunity with Tennessee, and, and it paid off. You know, had a really nice career. Uh, Keaton Mitchell's going to be interesting because his size, right? So he's going to get measured left, right, sideways, up and down. Uh, his time, I'm sure his 40 time will be great, and that'll make people salivate. But Chris Johnson had a little bit better size and was kind of adding muscle at that point in his career. Uh, Keaton Mitchell will be interesting. 
I think C.J. Johnson is going to be real interesting to see what kind of time he runs. We know his pass-catching ability, uh, his ability on the field is unquestioned. Attitude has always been a big uh, question mark for him, so a lot of the interviews will be important for him. So uh, real interested to see kind of how what coming out of this weekend, kind of where his stock is, if it goes up, down, stays right where it is. Um, but it, I think for Chris John or for CJ, it's going to be more about the interviews and the uh, the off the field stuff than it is going to be about his talent on the field. Now he runs a great forty time or has some great shuttle runs or whatever else they measure. That certainly is going to help his cause. But um, I, I think for him, it's going to be the interview process is important. Yeah, CJ and the receivers go to work on Saturday. Keaton Mitchell running backs on Sunday. Brian North joining us. North, uh, we'll let you get to your projects as uh, the weekend kicks off. Appreciate you joining us today, and uh, we'll do it all again next week. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us today on Pirate Radio Live to get you ready for the packed weekend. We'll take a timeout, come back, update you on Pirate Baseball and Pirate Softball, and round out hour number two of the show. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to prl here's clip all right i love when there's sports going on while we are here in the pirate radio studios that is the case today a lot of different sports going on let's get ecu updates first uh chandler honeycutt on the ecu baseball scoreboard presented by the buck the buck uh by the way ecu on top of indiana one to nothing after luke nowak scores from third on a uh pop up to left field credit to the left fielder for indiana he made a sliding grab uh, but the speedster, Luke Nowak, gets home. Uh, Luke Nowak, now the leadoff batter for ECU, got on with a walk. Uh, and then JJC with a double down the first baseline. It really it was a chopper over the first baseman's head. So a second and third situation there. And then Justin Wilcoxon pops it up into left field, and Luke Nowak scores. And uh, and then uh, Trey Savage just struck the guy out for the third out in the top of the second. So we go to the bottom of the second with ECU up one to nothing. All right, let's go to Shirley Rhodes with our softball update. ECU uh, survived a late-inning rally from uh, Monmouth. They were able to uh, win that game 2-1, to one, so they have a slight break. They're going to start in about 15 minutes from now. 5-10 is the expected first pitch as they will take on Maryland in the Pirate Invitational over at Max R. Joyner Stadium. All right, Terps and Pirates going at it. So a W for the Wink, Shane Winkler. And the softball team, and right now the baseball team up one nothing. Uh, Gardner Webb trying to hit some free throws to advance to the semifinals of the Big South Championship. 
two beauties as eric collins and chandler honeycutt would say it is 76 to 71 gardner webb over usc upstate as they play the final seconds in charlotte three is up three is good so usc upstate cuts it to two with seven seconds left in that one in the missouri valley tournament you've got indiana state with a five-point lead over belmont at halftime as they play in the quarterfinals just looking at some other stuff going on uh the citadel and mercer will play in round one of the socon tournament coming up at five o'clock campbell and longwood uh jeff nadu talked about that when he likes longwood tonight uh when they take on campbell in the big south quarter final six o'clock on espn plus other conference tournament games you got the summit league going on tonight more in the missouri valley between murray state and drake uh that at seven o'clock tonight also uh more socon action vmi and chattanooga tonight ohio valley tournament southeast missouri state moorhead state tonight at eight o'clock that's a semifinal game winthrop and radford in the big south quarterfinal tonight at eight o'clock west coast conference tournament second round action going on tonight byu portland and pepperdine san francisco so all those conference tournaments going on tonight also in the uh caa earlier today monmouth defeated hampton 100 to 64 put a hundred on them so uh that is what is going on on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck did you mention longwood a while ago yep it's funny when you said that they were showing alec makarevich who is up right now for the pirates and he is from longwood florida we got a turnover we got a three. Oh my god no way we got a banked three-pointer with 0.1 seconds left and usc upstate is going to beat gardner webb oh the madness oh you got a guy crying on the court oh this is great this is march unbelievable that's the gainy dude uh justin gainy's son remember there was talk of maybe um was it a coach coming here and potentially uh gainy transferring to ecu hits a three with 0.1 seconds they couldn't get the ball in bounds you got a steal pass head fake a miracle three and this is why we love this time of year and usc upstate is going to beat gardner webb boy that's tough for uh tim craft's team they had it and just uh lost it down the stretch man you just said a while ago the score was 76 to 71 yeah i did and they just hit two threes in six seconds and those are the kinds of things we're going to see for the next few weeks and while we love this time of year let's take a break when we return morgan aylers will join us on the uh, pirate radio live line talk more sports with you here on a friday edition of pirate radio live also in hour number three 15 16 ounce aluminum bottle bud lights uh, on the line for our free beer friday giveaway all ahead on pirate radio live back with you after this
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Hard break for the running Bulldogs of Gardner-Webb as they lose on a last-second three by Jordan Ganey of USC Upstate. That ends Gardner-Webb's season, and uh, Upstate moves on to face UNC Asheville in the Big South semifinal coming up right now we've got indiana state and belmont uh a little arch madness going on and it is 64 59 indiana state i got basketball on in here chandler monitoring the baseball shirley Rhodes on the softball desk as we have it all going on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard today presented by the buck the buck there you go chandler let's head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to morgan aylers he joins us here on the program morgan how you doing man Clipster, how you doing, man? It's a great sports weekend coming up, isn't it? Yes, sir. Beautiful weather for uh, baseball and softball right down the road at the East Carolina Athletics uh, Complexes and also all the hoops going on as well. East Carolina hoops in action tonight, Morgan. And, man, if they could bottle up what they did uh, on Wednesday, they could go get a road win tonight. But something tells me Tulane uh, is going to come out and play a little different than they did on Wednesday. That was pretty shocking Morgan to see East Carolina not win. I mean, yeah, they, they. I thought they had a chance to win the game, but they really dominated the game the other night and uh, was never in doubt. Just played a, a good forty minutes on Wednesday. You know, Coach Coach Schwartz has made his name in the coaching profession on playing defense, and they really had their hands full the other night. And they've got it tonight against Tulane because they've got maybe three of the top five or six offensive players in the league on that team and they did such a great job of shutting them down the other night and really contesting shots and boxing out and rebounding. And we've talked about it all year when East Carolina, they've gotten good looks at the basketball shooting it offensively. And, you know, a lot of times they just haven't gone in. Well, the other night they went in and when you do play good defense and you play good offense, your, your chances are really skyrocketing. If you can come out of there with the W now they're going to have to do it again tonight. And I've got a feeling that uh, Tulane, like you said, is going to be ready for the Pirates as they take the court tonight down in New Orleans. Yeah, we'll see uh, how these teams respond, too, from playing on Wednesday night and then playing again tonight. I guess uh, I'll keep an eye on that on Sunday, too, Morgan, when these teams are back in action, East Carolina against UCF and Tulane when they uh, take on Temple because that is a lot of basketball in not uh, many days at all. Morgan, you always like to win on senior night, and cool to see uh, Luigi DeBow and David Casagani go out as winners. Two uh, great young men, great representatives, uh, I think, for East Carolina, uh, especially every time David K talks. Uh, just a very mature young man, and Luigi, uh, such a fan favorite, and uh, it was great to see those guys go out a winner. Yeah, it was. They scored the first five points of the game. Yeah. That was uh, really cool to see. Good guys. Uh, good young men, as you mentioned, representatives of the university. And, you know, that just also goes to show you what the future might be holding for East Carolina basketball when on senior night you're only recognizing two players. Now, with the transfer portal yeah. and all the this and that, everything can really change. But 
you know, if everybody comes back next year, there's a lot of experience on this basketball team going to be hitting the floor, and they're going to be bringing in some really talented newcomers as well. So uh, the future's bright for East Carolina basketball, but golly gee, I think we've said that before, <laughs> before and before. But I, I do think in this case, I think it's uh, if they can hold the ship together and yeah. a lot of uh, the crew off the ship, so to speak. He said ship, Chandler, relax. Chandler about to hit the dump button on you there, Morgan. Hold the ship together. Hold the ship together. Yeah. We're on a ship. We're pirates. Trying to get your mind out of the gutter, Chandler. <laughs> Sorry, Morgan. Get first change when you're in the other room controlling things. <laughs> Morgan, I uh, got Carolina Duke 2.0 uh, going on this weekend. And uh, this one, a uh, different storyline than many years. You know, last year, the storyline was Coach K wrapping up his career and North Carolina spoiled that this year it's Duke uh, trying to spoil North Carolina season North Carolina needs to win uh, to try to secure a spot in the NCAA tournament uh, last year it was North Carolina that got hot at the end of the year this year it looks like it's Duke they're on a winning streak right now so uh, this one doesn't have the national attention as far as rankings and everything goes that past meetings have had but it's a very important one especially on the Tar Heel side of things yeah, it really is, especially when you look at North Carolina, the preseason number one team in the country. And, uh, boy, they've really uh, just fallen by the wayside. And, you know, will they be the first one in or last one out of the final 60, you know, the field of 64 this year, 60, was it 68, something like that. But uh, they're going to have to make a really strong run, and, and it starts tomorrow against the Blue Devils. It'll be their senior night at home, I believe, at Carolina. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to really play some good basketball to get in the tournament or have some teams fall by the wayside, yeah. left, which is a possibility. You never know. But I think that uh, whether you like it or not, that, that UNC baby blue pulls a little bit of weight when it comes to uh, selection committee. If you have a chance to pick North Carolina over, I'm just going to throw a name out. Well, throw, throw Clemson out there, Morgan, because they are right there on the bubble and you know if you put those names side by side when we talk basketball, you would think North Carolina gets the benefit of the doubt there, right? Yeah, but, you know, the, Brad Bunnell's done a good job that sure. season this year. They've had they've had a really good season. And, uh, you know, it's funny because you talked about it. There's not that one team in the ACC that says they're, they're the clear-cut favorites to to go all the way. And that's that rarely has happened over the last 20, 25 years. There's usually one or two that – you're talking about with a really good odds of possibly making it to the Final Four National Championship, although it doesn't matter what you've got on your your pick'em sheet going into the tournament because you know very few people have ever gotten it correct 100. percent But uh, you know, again, I think North Carolina they're going to have to play really well. I think they need to win tomorrow. I think they need to win one or two games in the ACC tournament to get in it. The team with the highest odds right now to win the NCAA tournament in the country is. The number one team, the Houston Cougars. Morgan, when you saw them uh, live and up close the other night, did they look like a team that could potentially go back to the Final Four and, and maybe win it this time? Well, I'm going to tell you what really impressed me about Houston. And yes, they were uh, extremely athletic, extremely talented. They've got a couple good big guys. When I say bigs, you know, the six eight, six nine guys in, in today's world of college basketball, not the true big man center of years past. But – they played really, really good defense, but they've got three or four guys offensively. You know, they run their sets, and Coach Sampson, you know, they call their plays and they're running their plays. But they've got three or four guys offensively that can create shots 
when they need to. I mean, there were guys that would get it off the dribble drive and they would be able to penetrate jump shot and passing. You know, they would they, they did four or five cross-court passes from one corner to the other, and they had wide-open shots. So they were very unselfish. I like their chances. Now, whether they win it or not, I don't know because, you know, like I said, there's a lot of uh, close games and a lot of, you know, luck involved in, in winning the NCAA championship. But Houston, in my opinion, deserves to be there. And it would not shock me to see them cut down the nets at the end of the tournament. And a great head coach uh, in Kelvin Sampson. He had uh, his cheering section, one of the cheering sections that he had uh, right there by us the other night in Menji's Coliseum. Got conference uh, tournaments wrapping up next week and, and kicking off in the case of the ACC, AAC, and others. And then we'll have Selection Sunday uh, next week, next Sunday, and NCAA tournament action right here on Pirate Radio following that. So uh, we are in for a fun few weeks ahead in the sports world. Morgan got baseball going on. East Carolina, a 3 nothing lead early over Indiana. Game two of the Keith LeClaire Classic. Earlier today, Long Beach State beat Georgetown, but going to be a great weekend for baseball. Always a special weekend. And uh, Pirates, uh, we'll see if the trend continues. They've been awesome on the weekends, Morgan. Uh, have struggled midweek. Uh, we'll see if that continues this weekend. Yeah, I, I you know, it's it's that question mark early in the season. What do you do from a from a pitching standpoint? And you know, kudos to Duke the other day. They they swung the bat well, but we we gave them a lot too. You can't put guys on the base, give them the free bases and walks and hit batters, that kind of thing. And you do that continuously, you're going to get runs scored against you. And we did that, you know, both midweek games. Um, you know, hopefully we can get that figured out. And coach, I'm sure Coach Godwin and his staff are, are working on that hard, and they'll get it done. And East Carolina hopefully will go three and zero this weekend, coming out of the Leclerc Classic. Another thing we're looking at this weekend, Morgan, is uh, in Indianapolis, the NFL Combine. Keaton Mitchell and the running backs running on Sunday. C.J. Johnson Saturday with the receivers. What's uh, what do you think the most important is? You've known C.J. Johnson a long time now, Morgan. What is you know his focus, his most important things he needs to accomplish this weekend? Is it the testing numbers? Uh, is it the conversations with teams? I, I know it's both, but like, what's the main thing uh, you, you want to see CJ uh, get from this weekend in Indianapolis? Well, I think CJ's big key is exposures, exposure to uh, talking with the, the different teams and meeting with those teams, that kind of thing. And you know, I think the combine is going to be important for him. I think I think pro day is going to be really big for all our guys here at East Carolina this year. I yeah. really do. I think that it's going to be very well represented. I think all the teams are scheduled to be in. And pro days, the combine's important because I think uh, you know it brings a lot of guys together. But it's it's really a numbers game. They get them in and they run the forty, then you're done. Then you throw, then you're done. Uh, with the pro day, it's it's very similar to that, but with a, a smaller sample size. So the scouts and the, the folks that are watching you, uh, they're focusing on you versus 300 other players. And you know, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be really important. I think Keaton, uh, I think Keaton is the really the guy that uh, on Sunday that can turn some heads. If he can get out there and run a run a, a sub four three or a four two nine four three four three one something like that, it's really going to turn a lot of heads. 
And, you know, he's capable of doing it. So hopefully he'll go out there and have a good week in, in Indianapolis and, and go from there. We'll have some eyeballs on that, along with what's going on at Clark LeClaire Stadium and with hoops as well. Two basketball games, one tonight, one on Sunday. Kim McNeil's uh, Pirates finishing third in the AAC. Get a first-round bye. They'll get uh, underway in Texas in the AAC tournament next week. So great sports time, Morgan. We're going to be enjoying that. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what you got planned for the weekend? Uh, working down in Washington tonight at Market Street Pub, and then uh, have a wedding tomorrow, and then off Sunday, and we get at it again next week, Monday through Saturday. So busy week. Thank goodness, blessed. Yes, blessed. sir, Morgan. Uh, good to chat with you, man. Have a great weekend. Thanks, bud. You too. All right, there is Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Um, tell you what, I'm tired of looking at this beer. I'm ready to get rid of it. Oh. Uh, should I not do that, Shirley? <laughs> okay. You know what? I love looking at this beer, and I'm not ready to get rid of it. I want to keep looking at it for as long as I possibly can. And I'm going to do that one more segment. And then I'm going to be sick of looking at it. And then we're going to open up the phone lines. We will take a break. Come back. Got Greeny, Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show. And our Free Beer Friday giveaway. Bud Light will be on the line. It's all ahead. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations, serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Just uh, looks like I'm watching an NBA game here. Uh, Indiana State and Belmont. It's 79 to 76, and there's still seven minutes left to go. Uh, Chandler reminded me that we played the Sycamores earlier this year, and I looked it up. That was the game ECU missed a ton of free throws. Let's see. They were, uh, they missed 14 free throws, 24 for 38, and lost the game by four. And I wanted to see how many points Cooper Nice had. He had 12 points in the game, two of seven from three. And I wanted to look up his numbers that day because in this game, Cooper Nice is 7 of 9 from 3. He has 27 points. And again, there's 7 minutes left. And these teams keep throwing blows 79 to 76. Uh, The Indiana State, the Sycamores have made 14 three-pointers. Belmont has made 9. They just keep raining threes. It's a very entertaining game. And uh, checking that out on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, Trey Savage, you said, gave up a home run, Chandler? Yeah, uh, top of the third uh, with two outs. Trey Savage actually got this batter to chase a couple in the dirt. And then he ha- he threw another breaking ball. This time he hangs it. And the Indiana Indiana batter banged it. Hang them, bang them. For a uh, home run. So it's now 3-1. to one. 
And uh, Pirates had a guy on first with two outs, and Alec Makarovich uh, flew out to uh, center field. So go to the fourth, 3-1 Pirates. All right, do we have uh, Greeny lined up and ready to go? I can get him. I can get him. Yeah, let's get uh, Mark Greenhelge on the line. we got to get him on, and uh, we will then make you a winner with our Bud Light giveaway. All right, we do have Greeny ready to go. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, coming your way Saturday here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Flip. How are you doing? Doing all right, uh, Greeny. Before we get into the madness, the hoops, all that, let's see what's going on in the golf world. Uh, what are we following this weekend? Well, we have another one of those uh, designated events, and that is the Arnold Palmer Invitational. This is the King's event. So traditionally had a pretty solid field uh, leading up to the Players' Championship, but as it is a designated event, we've got a whole host of guys playing this week. But today, they got some serious wins down in Orlando. Guys that played this morning definitely had an advantage, and uh, you'll see that Kurt Kitayama in the clubhouse at nine under par, Xander Shoffley, Corey Connors at six, a couple guys at five, and then guys guys that are out on the golf course, they're going to be struggling. They're going to be trying their best. Par is going to be their friend today. Uh, they're talking about gusts up around 40 miles an hour with that golf course already playing firm and fast. It just makes it that much more difficult. So we'll kind of see if there's any carnage this afternoon. Mark Greenhelds joining us. Greeny earlier this week, um, had, uh, buddy Mike Mullis on who, uh, is a golf fan. And I guess he tried to tune in to some live coverage. Uh, we talked about it last week, the tournament going on and, uh, said, <laughs> And, you know, he might have been overstating it. He said it was unwatchable uh, unwatchable between the music, between, you know, the announcers uh, trying to be maybe more comedic than you're used to on a golf broadcast. And I am uh, seeing an article that said it did debut with uh, low ratings on uh, the CW last weekend. So I don't know, maybe a work in progress there, but it didn't sound like uh, things went too great for the CW's debut as, as far as televising the live tour. Yeah, I mean, it, what, a point two uh, overnight rating, but that actually was twice as much viewership as any one round they had last year, which I think their best one was one of the rounds in Boston. So I guess from their perspective, probably from Greg Norman's perspective, oh, it's probably a, a huge success in the CW. <laughs> But, uh, you know, part of that probably has the fact with, you know, your leaderboard wasn't exactly stellar. I mean, Cam Smith came in around 10th or something like that. So you didn't get, like, Cam Smith battling Dustin Johnson with Phil Mickelson. And you didn't get your names up on the top of that leaderboard. So that may have had a little something to do with it. And, of course, the the Live Tour is going to take credit for the fact that uh, it looks like the PGA Tour is going to move towards more no-cut of uh, smaller field events. But I think the way that they're presenting this clip, if you hadn't seen this so far, is that they're talking about like having, you know, maybe like a 70 or 80 player field having no cuts. You know, we, we see this in the playoffs. We've seen it with uh, other events. I mean, some of these are already invitational, like Arnie's events and invitational, Jack's events and invitational, Tiger's events and invitational. So we've seen this in the past, but I think the difference is going to be that they're going to reward. Guys who not only played well last year earn a spot on, but they kind of want to reward guys that maybe come out of the gate in the current season and are playing well that may not have traditionally gotten one of those events. They want to get those guys in those events. So they really want to take the top players plus the hot golfers and get them all into a 
an event and let you see him play four rounds. So I, I think it's something really good for the tour. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. We'll circle back to golf before we exit this interview, but want to talk some hoops with you. Our weekly Clemson chat uh, here when we talk to Mark Greenhelge. And right now, uh, Joey Brackett's Joe Lenardi, which I always say it's not the gospel, but it is a pretty good guideline to go by. Uh, he has Clemson on the next fourth out list. And uh, we talked last week about the Tigers having a you know big week coming up, uh, a big final few games. And, man, look great against NC State, 96-71. Won that one, lost uh, this week at Virginia. Uh, really need to beat Notre Dame, obviously, take care of business there. And then what, Greeny, go win two, three in the ACC tournament? What, what do you think Clemson needs to do here to to kind of secure their way in? I don't know. This is a tough one. I mean, obviously, if they if they beat Notre Dame, they're automatically the four seed, no matter what Duke does, right? Because they're tied with Duke, and they beat Duke earlier in the year. So they've beaten Duke, they've beaten NC State twice, and they've beaten Pitt. All four of those teams we're thinking are in the dance, right? So they they would have beaten four, you know, five times beaten teams that are going to be in the dance. They're going to be the four seed again if they handle business, which means that if Duke ends up fifth, uh, they're going to end up probably playing Duke after the double bye because Duke's going to have to play like the twelve thirteen matchup and then uh, 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 the winner, and then the winner of that game plays Clemson. So you would almost think that man. With them getting a double bye, and if they can be rested and come out and take out Duke, is that enough to get them in, seeing as that they'll have now beaten Duke twice, NC State twice, and Pitt? I don't know. This is kind of that odd time where I I don't really know what to think. I mean, they're a great team at home. They're an okay team on the road. I feel like that they've been competitive against anybody they've played against. It's a tough call. I, I mean, Definitely got to beat Duke and maybe lose a close one against somebody coming down the stretch. Yeah, and uh, going to be doing some scoreboard watching, too, with the teams around them, including North Carolina, who has Duke this weekend. And right now they're on the first four outline, so they're right there along with Clemson. If North Carolina does lose to Duke, uh, that's another win for Duke. And then, like you said, if Clemson can beat duke again that would look good on their resume so a lot of scoreboard watching a lot of fun coming up as we uh are in the midst of the tournaments going on right now conference tournaments and acc aac uh, all the other ones coming up next week and greeny uh, if if the tigers uh take them out of the equation if they are not the acc tournament champions who do you got i mean it's wide open i, I really like miami i guess i would go with them but uh this thing's wide open just like the ncaa tournament's going to be yeah, I think what Miami and Pittsburgh play the final game against each other. And, you know, to top that whole thing off in the Clemson discussion, I think if Miami beats Pittsburgh and Clemson wins, they both have six losses. Clemson beat Pitt, so now Clemson's up to the three seed. So, uh, you know, I guess for me, of all the ACC teams, I mean, Duke has been building, but I just don't know if I see enough consistency out of them. For me, I think it's been Miami that's been probably the most consistent top to bottom. I mean, Virginia, you could say that, but they're just not that great of an offensive team. So I would probably give, you know, Miami the nod for for offense and defense combined at that point. Looking forward to a really fun week of basketball, and then it's uh, it's it's tournament time. We got Selection Sunday coming up next Sunday, and you can hear the tournament games right here on Pirate Radio. Uh, Greeny, what you got on tap for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show? Well, we're going to check in on a little Corn Ferry tour out at the French Lick Resort 
So that's where the championship site's going to be. Uh, we'll also check in with uh, Makefield Putters, who's uh, getting a lot of push on some of their new products. We're going to talk to Billy Kratzer, who does a lot of play-by-play. He usually is one of those guys that's doing your, uh, like your coverage for featured groups when you get to places like the Masters and the Players' Championship. So we'll kind of see what Billy's got on tap for us. And then, as always, we'll check in with our man Bill Bender of the Sporting News and talk a lot of college hoops and maybe a little uh, combine, see who's making an impact in the combine. Yeah, keeping an eye on some uh, Pirates this weekend. Uh, C.J. Johnson, EC receiver on Saturday, and Keaton Mitchell, the speedy running back, on Sunday. So a whole lot going on, and they'll have you covered on the Golf Shop Radio Show on Saturday. Greeny, uh, thanks for joining us today. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks, folks. Have a good one. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Let's take a break as we do. We're going to make you a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right. On the line today, 15, 16-ounce aluminum bottles of Bud Light. Bud Light can be yours. Now's the time to stock up for uh, a lot of home stands coming up for ECU baseball. For all the March Madness you'll be watching at home. Great time for an ice-cold Bud Light. Caller number 12 will be a winner. And take home our free Beer Friday giveaway. The Bud Light can be yours if you're lucky. Caller 12 will be back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market. Uh, It was a good day. Uh, The Dow closed out the week up 387 points and finished at 33,390. The NASDAQ was up 226 at 11,689. And the S&P was ahead 64 at 4,045. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor Stock Market Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Shirley, you heading out early? Yeah, I'm getting ready to leave right now. All right. Have a good weekend. We'll see you on Monday. See you on Monday. Chandler's going to work his magic the rest of the way. Chandler, we got one more break to take. So we're going to uh, chill and watch some sports. And before I forget, congratulations to Michael Hughes of Winterville, who was our big winner for Free Beer Friday. Congratulations to Hugh. Do you know Hughes? Hugh damn right. All right. Damn Michael right. Hughes with the win. It's one of the best basketball games I've watched this year. Um, I'll flip it to ECU in a moment. But Chandler, if you want to come in here, you can. It's up to you. Uh, Indiana State, Connor Neese just hit another three. He has nine three-pointers made today. He has 33 points. Just hit another one to take a two-point lead. There's a minute left. Indiana State up two on Belmont. And we got a step-back jumper and a rare missed shot 
and now indiana state in control now with the ball under a minute and it should just be a connor nice pull up three here uh because he is he's looking like jimmer for debt byu or steph curry davidson where he is just taking this game over himself instead it's a three on the wing that's missed but an offensive rebound and now belmont might need to foul 12 second shot clock game clock differential they're going to play it out and nice has the ball directing traffic and they're going to call a timeout 91 89 on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck and by the way clip bomb say it again Three-run bomb for the Starman, Jacob Starling. Uh, Pirates lead it 6-1. to one. Love that guy. Second home run of the year for Jacob Starling, both coming in game ones of series. Uh, one against George Washington, and now one against the Hoosiers. I'm going to flip it to baseball after this game. Okay. Uh, you can bring laptop if you want. But, yeah, we'll hang out and watch some sports here with you to wrap up today's show uh, i mean i'm sorry but this this is a, i mean this is one of the best basketball games i've watched this year i gotta finish it out the last one was great too gardner webb losing uh to usc upstate by the way Starman three run jack followed by a Double by JJC down the first baseline. His second double of the day down said first baseline. So a guy on second. Not sure how many outs, but we have ducks on the pond, or a duck on the pond, I should say. Pirates in a commanding lead, six to one. One out in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, doing some tweeting here, Chandler. Okay. Uh, the, the the behind the scenes of the famous at tweeting clip. I think I can do this better on my phone, so I'll do it there. So Pirates, uh, what's the score? Six to one. Uh, bottom of the fourth. Man on second. One out with Justin Wilcoxon on uh, in the batter's box. Excellent. Pitch hits him. He's on to first. We'll be out there. Uh, you going to the game tonight? Yes, I'm going to rush out there after I get done here at Pirate Radio, and then I'll, I'll go home and I'll walk over, and uh, we'll see uh, what inning it is because these games are going by so quick. Yeah. Um, so it'll probably be, I'm guessing, around the seventh inning when I get there. So, or maybe it'll be less than that because we only have 18 minutes left of the show. So. But yes, I do plan on going out to Clark LeClaire all three days. If you uh, uh, the Clark Classic, oh, that's a charge! Oh, oh. they call a block. Uh, if you see Chandler, give him a boom, 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 please. I'll be uh, doing PA for both games tomorrow, so I'll be out there and hopefully can mingle with the folks uh, in between games one and two. That's a that's a charge, man. Yep, that could have get, given uh, Belmont the basketball back with 16.2 seconds to go here in regulation, but instead, Indiana State will go to the line shooting two. Dude, the fighting Garrett Shorts of Indiana State. Dude. Uh, coming up at 6 o'clock, a game that uh, Jeff Nadeau talked about earlier today, Longwood and Campbell. He likes Longwood minus the points against the Camels. 
uh, coming up later tonight in the Big South tournament. So a really fun time of the year with all these tournaments going on. I need more TVs. I guess tonight I'll go TV, laptop. I do have a smaller TV I might can set up and maybe try to get three games going at once. Because you got ECU basketball, mm-hmm. and then you've got other conference tournaments. You've got some good uh, game, good regular season games as well. We uh, we mentioned it several times today. A great sports weekend for you coming up this weekend. So, with ECU baseball, ECU softball, college basketball getting kicked off because this is March, and uh, so yeah, enjoy it. Um, by the way, let's you know, let's uh acknowledge the people on youtube robert skipper what's up skip he's in the house he's here he said hey shirley chandler and clip how y'all been good skip is here hey yo yo da buck da buck skip needs a win all right austin they aren't talking to us today (laughs) clip is a good fella (laughs) looky here and uh, he was responding to Austin. Austin said, hey, Chandler. Hey, Austin. But Too give late. some love to to Clip. And I would say Shirley, but she's left. Yeah, no love for Shirley. Jamil says, got him. And then he says, waiting in the sky. And then says, let's go, Larry Birds. So there you go. We, you have been caught up. In. You have been caught up on the YouTube chat. A lot of bald guys on the coaching staff for Indiana State. Okay. Are they twins? I said, like, all right, look at this guy. Dang it. Was it the coaches? <laughs> yeah. It looked like they got two Uncle Festers coaching the team. Uncle uh, Festers. Mammoth put up 100. Do you know who uh, Uncle Fester is? Mm-mm. Dang. Adam's family. And then their coach is bald. And they all, they might it's be There's a bunch tripping. of baldies around here. What's the baldy tournament? So, Indiana State will inbound and get a foul and go back to the line, and they're going to have to look at the clock because it ran. Well, come on, timekeeper. They should have a conference tournament timekeeper going here. There's one ball. They need I, an I show, all-star. Show the other side. They need a Brian Weingartz. Wait, does he do that? Either him or Scooter. I think it's Weingartz that does it. Could be, could be. St. Louis. All right, you see. That? I see him. Whoa, now, okay, there you go. They're on, and then see the other one. The guy sitting down. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> the guy that's sitting down looks exactly like that guy. <laughs> oh my god, that's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Like they could be twins. Which oh. Cool. All right, here we go, Taylor. He goes. This is mine. No, he missed it. And we got a foul. And now they got to go and actually look at the time because the, know. Cause, the uh, shot clock kept going on, or uh, the play clock. St. Louis's version of Scooter Weingarts can't figure out what they're doing. Uh, I want to see more Connor Nice. I want them to go. I want them to win the uh, tournament because that guy looked like Jimmer today. The Sycamores looking to advance. They got by East Carolina earlier this year, and since then it's been smooth sailing mm-hmm. for Indiana State. Merce talking about a sycamore bird. Sycamore bird. All right. From a viewer standpoint, I want them to make the first. No, no, no. Miss the first, make the second. 
So he's going to miss this one. Ah, oh, the friendly roll. That was one and one. All right. Well, now we need a miss and a bomb. One second left to go. Belmont down three. What's going on? Baseball. We got a base Six, hit by Indiana. No. 6-1. Fly out the right. Oh, fly out. Sorry. Sorry. Leave that to me. <laughs> yep. I'll stick to what I know. Ooh. We got our miss and a timeout. They're going to set up a play. I wish they would do what the NBA does and just inbound from half court. They do that in the women's game. Huh? They advance the ball. I wish they would do that and make it a lot more interesting. Yeah. And especially for this game. It's 94-91. to 91. Just some great shooting in this game by these teams. Indiana State has made 16 three-pointers. I don't know if that's sustainable. Uh, Connor Neese, 33 points. Fly out to right, and now a fly out to center. Two outs for I'm, Trey. Yes, Savage. I'm going to say this one's going to left. Let's see. 23 hats look good. Really, really. I, I look forward to Keith LeClaire Classic because we play some really good opponents in this uh, in this tournament. Or, you know... Uh, but I look forward to seeing these uniforms. Yeah. These uniforms are awesome. There was an era where everybody was going with the cutoff sleeves, mm-hmm. uniforms. 90s was big with that. I wonder what the pitch count is for Trey Savage as he is still in the game with two outs in the top of the fifth. If you were to complete his fifth inning. A real baseball guy, you'd probably have that. Kenny Curling says, big night at the Buck Saturday night. Mikhail Buck Band in the house. Yes, sir. In the house. The Buck. The Buck. All right. We're going to have one final heave for Belmont here. Ah, I fly out to right, I fly out to center, and a base hit down the left field line, a double for Indiana. That double vision always seems to get the best of me. But that double vision. Wow. We got a rocket. We got a shot. This is March. Oh, off the backboard. Not bad. Not a bad look. <gasps> Are they foul? Oh. Sorry. I mean, nobody was moving on the bench. They were just standing there. Sorry. Do you, do you, I apologize. I wonder it's an honest mistake. Sometimes I just wonder if you watch. It's an honest mistake. If you actually watch games. It even says Arch Madness on the graphic. Wow. One shining moment. Oh. Uh, Just, you know, that's about the best look you can ask for. Man. But he missed about it. About a right. foot to the left, and he would have had it. And now all the Stanford Steves will go shake hands <laughs> and say, hey, you look like me. Hey. It's the Spider-Man meme. They're all pointing at each other. <laughs> uh, they advance the Sycamores <laughs> to the, good God, it's a long tournament. We're not even at the semis yet. That advanced them to the quarters. So it'll be Bradley, Indiana State in the quarterfinals. All right, that was fun. That was a good game. That was fun. Indiana State wins it by three. East Carolina holding a five-run lead right now over the Hoosiers of Indiana. Who's your daddy? Let's see. We got one more live basketball game going on right now. Another team that we have played this year. We kicked off the season with this team. Mercer. Mercer. Oh, had to come back to beat them. Yep, they had the seven foot two guy. Oh, yes. Yes, they did. Good memory, young Chandler. Thank you. Uh, we got to take a break. You want to do it now? Sure. We'll take our last break. We'll come back. We'll uh, watch some more sports with you and get ready to wrap it up here on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Mercer up 27 to 10 
in their tournament game on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Take a time out. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for all you boat owners. Country Mart, filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Man, you know what would be good for a doubleheader Saturday at Clark for Clare Stadium? Wake up with a... Cheese biscuit? Cheese biscuit. Mm sausage dog open up that cheese biscuit and put that sausage dog right in there yes sir and man you are living life absolutely i'm hungry i want one right now josh moylan at the plate as east carolina bats in the bottom of the fifth inning they are up six to one over the indiana hoosiers as uh looks like a good crowd out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We're gonna cool off now that the uh, sun is down. A lot of throwovers to first base, something you won't be seeing in Major League Baseball this year. With the new rule implemented, two throws over to first. Josh Moylan digging in, and he's gonna take a ball. This is EC baseball. Right now we're having a, um, we're doing the uh, Fran McCaffrey stare down. <laughs> Josh Moylan with a base hit up base the knock. middle. So uh, well done by Moylan. And the Pirates will have two on with nobody out as they bat in the sixth inning. All right. So uh, tonight you got Pirate Hoops at seven o'clock and uh, the rest of this ECU baseball game. So a lot going on uh, and a big week here on Pirate Radio. Great job, Chandler, as you pull uh, quad duty once again to wrap up today's show. We'll talk to you Monday on the Players Lounge. Josh Gross, Garrett Saylor and Carter Spivey joining us here Monday on the Delcor Players Lounge along with the coach. Coach O going to join us on the show. Brian Bailey will be back from vacation as well. So, big Monday on tap. We will talk to you then on Pirate Radio Live. Y'all have a great weekend. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. 
Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.